cats are learning to like each other. Yeah. We, we got a very tiny kitten last week, and our big cat hasn't been very psyched about it. But Liv said that they just uh, they just kissed. Aw, well, there you go. At least somebody's gonna be friends after today. We. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think that we're. It, yeah. It's gonna be okay because it's, it you've is. been you've been spitting hot acid at me about this for weeks now, <laughs> and in the group chat, since you listen to Significant Other, I feel like it's been a different vibe. Because I think we can maybe both agree that neither of these is a bad album. Yes, correct, correct. Right? I, I do agree with that. I do agree with that. I think that is I think that is f- absolutely reasonable and, and a correct assessment. And as I said, it's about which flavor of angst you're particularly attracted to. OK, we'll get into there's some musicianship over here and then there's some lyrics over here and then mm. there's some, you know, there's there's ways we can parse it out in the yeah. ultimate. Well, that's the other thing. As a referee, what are we really <laughs> judging this like deeply on? Like how much it represents each genre or. OK, like... let's No, So this is let's it's hold ga- up. It's going to get real arbitrary. This is how we do it. on make it stop <laughs> that music. Good times. I guess we're just jumping right into it today. Yeah, All right? I it's did the... start my recording, so we might as it's well. It's a motherfucking Thunderdome, baby. Oh, snap. We're back in the Thunderdome. <laughs> Meet me at Gillette yeah. Stadium in the parking lot. It's Vans Warped Tour. It is 1997. (laughs) He's reading a Civil War book in the car, (laughs) just (laughs) waiting for this to be over. Just like baking in the hot sun. He's in that that dad tent they had. You remember they had a dad tent? (laughs) 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 Gotta miss the dads. Gotta keep the dads moist. (laughs) It's like a New Balance. Don't want them to overheat. (laughs) (laughs) They just have like like a fucking Sears like hardware catalogs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, it was the dad tent spot. Sponsored by New Balance and Sears. And, Free uh, tackle vests Lowe's. for the first 50 dads. <laughs> and it progresses through each decade. And now it's like, you get to hear Wilco deep cuts or something. <laughs> Is that what dads are excited about these days? Oh, yeah. My dad owned... I saw these guys. They rocked. My dad owned only two cassette tapes in his life, I believe. And it was what? So by Peter Gabriel... And uh, the Great cars, um, the one with like the pinup model on the cover. Yeah, those are the only ones you need. Candy O, right? Candy yeah. O, yeah. Two excellent cassettes. Those are the only ones you need. So, yeah, you get the yeah, cars. And he had the Godsmack cassette that I made him with oh. their first two albums on it. Nice. A homemade with... Godsmack tape? Well, he took me to uh, the Godsmack concert and he had such a good time. He said, could you make me <laughs> uh, make me a mixtape of these guys? And Aww. I said, sure, sure, Pop. That's so cute. <laughs> Very cute. That's so cute. Um, well, I got, I famously purchased, I've said this on the on the show before, but I, mm-hmm. I got- the last episode, uh, I believe. No, did I? That I got the, no, not really, but like six episodes ago that I got my dad a tape of uh, of $3 bill, y'all, by, oh, by Limp Bizkit. Yeah, sorry. Whoa. I thought you were going to talk about the Godsmack, uh, sign, the signed picture of Sully Erna that you traded. No, for, uh, no. That is another ongoing anecdote. That is a, that is an anecdote that doesn't uh, that doesn't quit. But no, I purchased uh, $3 bill, y'all, by Limp Bizkit and uh, Kid Rock's uh, fucking, you know, the ba would ba American badass what is the fucking called yes. who cares i think american and, american and badass, knowing your dad yeah. i'm sure he said to you a child what the fuck yeah. am i gonna do with these exactly that's exactly <laughs> what happened he did he did some version of that it was yes i i didn't know i was like my dad likes rock and roll 
It was like 11. Listen, it, right. it doesn't matter. We're going off the rails already. Folks, We're it's the, the season rails. finale. It's the return of the beloved Thunderdome. Joining us is a, a bit of a change of plans from what we've been promoting the last couple episodes. There are some Fuck scheduling them. issues. They're dead to us. Dead to us. Mike Shu, <laughs> Luke, dead to us. Conan, dead to us. Remember what... <laughs> New metal, new metal, uh, fucking Luke and 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 Ska Mike, no more, Mm-mm. no more. No, they've no. lost their honorifics. They've lost their titles. <laughs> uh, and uh, and we're at war with Long May You Young now. This is yeah, a, we, it is a battle. We will be we're throwing gonna... sub subliminal shots at them <laughs> until uh, until one they of us r- dies. Righted this wrong or or that. There's no redemption. I take it all back. <laughs> There's no option for redemption. So we fuck them <laughs> because who needs them? Because we've got coming back from an all-time classic Make a Stop episode, The Doors, the post um, Jim Morrison Doors. Ethan Marsh is joining us in the Thunderdome. Hey. <laughs> Pleasure to be here, guys. And after all those Jim Morrison, post Jim Morrison albums, I think this will be just another test of musical wills. <laughs> and I'm glad to be just getting in between you guys, making sure the hits are clean. <laughs> no below the wallet chain stuff. I heard yes, you say. None of that. And don't no pull those. <laughs> That's a weakness. That's a mall weakness. <laughs> what, did, what did you say? No trombone stuff. <laughs> no trombone stuff. Not they know what it is. Those star guys, they know. What do they got in those suits? You got to pat them down. You got to pat them down. Definitely. Um, what's, what's Fred hiding under that baseball, that Yankees cap, the red Yankees fitted? <laughs> he's got a, I don't know, but he's, he's going to, he does a, have a chainsaw. Exactly. What? A very creative mind. That's what's underneath <laughs> that. That's right. <laughs> That's right. The greatest uh, lyrical genius stop. of our generation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Can you rest raw? Can you rest raw? Anyway. Like, what does a chainsaw do? <laughs> it's, I mean, it's like a Christmas ham. You just spiralize. <laughs> I feel like it would a... be hard to skin someone with a chainsaw. Like, actually, that yeah. takes some skill. You gotta be, be accurate. You got to be like a chainsaw ice sculpturist to even be able to attempt that. <laughs> Uh, sculpturist, sculptor. Um, <laughs> we've been talking Off about- to a great start. <laughs> Off to Look, a great I've, start. I've had too much Limp Biscuit today. My vocabulary is uh, <laughs> lacking. Um, we've been talking about this all season. Uh, it's it's all been leading up to this ska versus new metal. Uh, it's uh, it's going to be the Thunderdome. Uh, Ethan was asking earlier how we're going to decide the winner of this. And we like answer- to have our guests come in fully blind. We just yes, want them right. to just like have to no idea. Any sort of heads up of how to prepare. We throw the two <laughs> albums at you and, and we say, do whatever you want with these. And then <laughs> and then and then you come in and we explain the very uh, strict Intricate and unflinching and rules, <laughs> rules. Uh, yeah. which are that yeah. <laughs> uh, we've chosen uh, all 13 uh, actual song tracks from the Limp Biscuit record and then 13 mm. of the 14 tracks from the less than jake album and we're gonna go track by track track one versus track one track two versus track two uh and we are going to each give a point at the end of each round uh at the end of each like group of tracks to whichever one we thought was better pair pair the word you're looking pair. for is pair no no two tracks it's a group of tracks <laughs> i'm bringing stupid back 
<laughs> Save it for the podcast, man. <laughs> uh, oh, dear. And then uh, at the end, whoever has the most points, um, that genre will officially be the better the better genre. The better Ooh. bad genre. So. Wow. Okay, yeah. So the, the stakes are fucking high, Ethan, and we and we picked you because you are uh, ostensibly, unless unless you're a hidden uh, mole for me, and I've been I'll, <laughs> you've I'll been be... lying this whole time. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You My better God. not be, Ethan. We've already made two enemies going into this episode. <laughs> we can. <laughs> You are a fan of both genres, ska and new metal. And and j- just, you know, I, this doesn't need to be said to our stoppies, but the reason why we pick these two genres is because both, first of all, both of us unironically love these genres. We're specifically also, I need to make sure that we note, we are talking about third wave ska, also often termed ska punk uh, today because Mike Dunn wouldn't let me talk about earlier ska because it's too good. And he also yeah. wouldn't let me choose the ska punk albums that I liked the most because Ooh. those are too good too. Which ones? But Operation Ivy Energy or Suicide Machines fucking destruction by definition? Well, yeah. I mean, because I like I like those <laughs> records. Exactly. There have so been, look, there have been three good ska punk albums and I'll say them right now. You just said two of them and the third one and is Choking Victim. Choking Victim, No Gods, No, God's, no, no Managers. Save Ferris. Save Ferris. See, I would have been ready to... to I, Sorry. I Let re- Ferris drown. <laughs> yeah. Ferris I will not. Do no- <laughs> I'll do nothing of the sort. So we chose these because ska punk and new metal are both genres that are very, you know, maligned and mocked. They are the butt of of many jokes. Um, and so this is kind of also a redemption tour for the genres themselves. So like, yes, I'm still going to be fighting to the death because I want to win. Um, and I'm competitive and I have been reading books to prepare for this. Um, <laughs> just one book specifically in defense of Ska by Aaron Carnes. You should check it out. It's a good book. Um, but, uh, but these, you know, it is kind of also an opportunity to exhume these genres and like think critically about why the fuck are they so embarrassing? Do they deserve to be mocked to the level that they are in term in regards to Scott? I would say no, but Ethan, you're here because you are a fan of both genres. Is that correct? So tell me about your, your ska and new metal journeys. Definitely. I grew up like just in the epicenter of when you're trying to uh, of cool music at that time was Cafe Eclipse and Concord, New Hampshire, which is where (laughs) both so many really bad new metal bands and so many bad ska punk bands. That's where you cut your teeth. And there's some (laughs) weird Jesus shaped dude looking dude that um, ran drifters in Nashville, which was another club. And most famously, banned Tree for swearing on stage. So <laughs> I've been around that, been at the roots. Uh, so I mean, I was obsessed with like uh, third wave ska, going to so many shows at the Elvis Room and stuff like that. But also going to local, local, but local bazooka. Zuka. I don't know if you guys ever remembered yep. that. Oh that yes, was amazing. So I remember seeing like head PE and stuff mm-hmm. like that, or all these just really bad, like early disturbed and. And then like handing out demos or like selling you like they were just bothered. Are you a true yeah, enough yeah. head to know what the PE stands for in head PE? Uh, penis envy, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I do not know actually. Sorry. Head head planet Earth. Whoa! Wow. That's where their that's where their band is. Did you notice? <laughs> that's where they're based. That's where they came up. 
Oh man, no, they're pretty amazing, pretty epic. Uh, you know, heaviness, and I, I felt like everyone I know had that saliva album, like click, click, boom, so, coming down to the stereo. That was like <laughs> also a very big, like Limp Biscuit level, like you know, that was like a Beatles level moment of new metal mm-hmm. where every idiot had to have that album. It's very trashy, New Hampshire kind of. I was going to say juggalo I, heads, juggalo yeah. fans. They were yeah. also really into that. Well, they also did the Batista theme song, which I've always been a huge fan of, <laughs> which I think I've sa- sung loudly on this show like three times. You already, have. So I won't do you it have. again. We won't. We won't. But it's the one where That's they walk for miles inside a pit of danger. Soundtrack. <laughs> I'll walk for miles. Okay. I, I, I don't want to do it. I also loved uh, Third Wave Scala. I, I probably, when I was a kid, I saw like Big D in the kids' table probably like 40 or 50 times. Like I was at so many of those shows. Like they were playing like every weekend. And it's just so many amazing bands, Spring Hill Jack, and so many other like going to all these stupid ska fests and stuff. So oh. it felt like that. And like there's literally friends of mine from college that are like, oh, I recognize that like checkerboard jacket you had like before I knew you. I remember that jacket. So it's like, I don't know. And dragging my dad to like lots of really like long all day sh- shows like that. So he had to read the Sears catalog and the, or the Civil exactly. War book, <laughs> book in the, uh, in the parking lot. Yeah. That's a true, that's, that's love. Father's day is next really weekend, is. Ethan. It's time to, Definitely. it's time to pay it back. But, I've got um, like a stack of Sears catalogs. I'm sending him this week. So. It, uh, that's you can, yeah, Straight that, out of the dad tent. They've straight out of that vintage ones from the 97 discount, you know. (laughs) Yeah, there's so many Sears's these days. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, The quaintness. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, okay. So, do you feel that with your like trajectory of like, you know, like growing up? Because the, you, you know, this is this is teenage music, right? It's definitely oh, yes. teenage music. Yes. It's music you listen to when you're a teenager. And then did you feel like you grew out of these genres? How do you feel about them now? Uh, I, I, I'd say uh, rap metal grew out instantaneously, pretty mm-hmm. much like as quick as I could, like sh- like a <laughs> shell, like ugh, get out of that. <laughs> and now I listen to a lot of like old Jamaican music. So I like like older I wouldn't say older ska, but like really old, like 60s reggae and stuff like that. Like it's just fun and just classic, you know, kind of and some dance holly stuff. But when I I think I'm like less embarrassed when Rancid comes up or we were talking about Suicide Machines, Falling Sickness, who I loved a lot. They were like one of my favorite. They're so fucking loud and fast. And they were one of my but there's a few of those albums will come up on my massive, like old ass iPod and I'll be like, oh. This is like this is tolerable. I'm not going to immediately go through this. So you're but not that, keeping yeah. break stuff in the rotation? Not as much. I, I think I, I went through that. I realized like there's a years where I just I went. I just started listening to going from like listening to like heavy, like power violence music. And I just listen to like soft, like feminine voices and shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that just happened over a few years. And so all that stuff went out there. But, you know, maybe there is a day where I do need break stuff. Where I just need to turn off that if it's front part of, of my days. just one of those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It could, man, that is relatable now. I do have some of those days. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like it's it's coming back around. That's the circle of life. And I will say, even as like the in-house new metal defender, uh, yeah, I had the same experience, Ethan. It was something that I I circled back around to later in life, to sort of like you know 
just check. I stopped listening to new metal by like 10th grade, maybe midway through ninth yeah. grade. Uh, and got really into punk. But then I would say, I don't know, my mid-20s, I just started, you know, I was I got my Spotify account. What if I listen to Slipknot self-titled right now? Does that shit still slay? You know, what if I threw on $3 bill, y'all? Does that, does that still go? And to my surprise, it does. It, for me, at least, it still does it for me. I think the world collectively pulled such an insane backlash on that genre because it came out of nowhere and really like no one planned for new metal to be the only thing you heard on rock radio through all of the late 90s into like 2001 uh but it happened and then i think it got oversaturated and people and it, it is you know lyrically not you know the strongest genre uh and you know i think in general people in the rock world love to shit on rap uh, throughout the years, throughout all the different eras, uh, and uh, that all collectively led to everyone being like, "Okay, no, this is like canonically bad. None of us like it anymore. <laughs> We're gonna leave this behind where it belongs in the Attitude Era." But I came back around to it, and I think there is legitimate artistic merit to a lot of new metal albums, and especially to this album, Significant Other. Wow, mm. what a thesis! Mm. There were also the crowd rapes, so I think <laughs> it's not like Fred Durst was out no, there committing I, no, them. No, 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 no. Right, everybody. He is the calling worst people, crowd banter. He is calling. You know, he's slurring left and right. He's he's whipping up a frenzy at several events and several shows, including the infamous Woodstock '99. I I think you can't blame fucking Fred Durst for that. Absolutely not but i do think it was also a um you know there it, it was a reflection of a how fucking enormously popular it was but also b how it became you know this unbelievable pressure cooker of like the festering fury of like white cis toxic men or young men across america and there's something relatable in that there's something like there is something extremely a lot of things that are cathartic especially you know a song like break stuff you're not going to hear me argue against it even though it is you know that distillation of like a extremely toxic male energy but you know that's the thing is that you know, I I will defend ska and particularly third wave ska always for for a few reasons. I could go into like the history of the music and the, you know, whatever. And it's, you know, it's foundation as like a, you know, an anti-racist, like, uh, you know, working class, like melding of genres, um, like, you know, Jamaican reggae and like working class, like British punk and like all that. But third wave ska is music that in particular was, anthemic for my teenage angst and my teenage rebellion, which was like the world is fucked up. And and actually, like one of my favorite Scott Punk songs ever is um, not a lesson. Jake's. I mean, we I, there are some faves on here, but um, Arrogant Sons of Bitches, which was uh, Jeff Rosenstock's band, uh, Scott band, where he says, you know, everything is always falling apart, but I can't. And it's this huge fucking like anthemic, like sing along and everybody. So it's like a there's the thematic the thematic pieces of like just this frustration and anger and alienation but it's like channeled into something positive and communal and I could go to a ska show and fucking have the best night of my life as like a young 
woman, a young, like a girl, like going to shows, I could get the experience of punk, but in a space where I was, everyone was truly welcome and accepted. And I wasn't going to get fucking assaulted. And I wasn't going to get you know, shit on or beat up or or mocked, you know, at a ska show in a circle pit. Like it can get fun as it can get wild. Like people are going nuts and, and it's a frenzy and it's chaos. But if you fall down, everyone stops to pick you up. And that was kind yeah. of this like transformative ex- feeling for me. Um, so it's not just about the music. It's about, it's about the scene and the experience of being at a show and being, a, you know, a weird kid from your hometown that's sick of, you know, the bullshit and sick of who you're surrounded by and, and needing some sort of escape. And like, not only is the music about that, but it also is that escape is going to that show and experiencing that feeling. So, ooh. Well, look, I <laughs> I feel that hard. What I, uplifting stuff do you have in new metal? <laughs> all right. Well, I would I would say that I was able to get that same uplifting experience at punk shows growing up. Uh, people were picking each other up. It was inclusive uh, for the most part. You know, I would say the hardcore scene not so much, but the shows I was going to pretty much the same vibe, but without the saccharine, uh, herky jerky, major key. <laughs> with fucking horns i just never i never vibed with that um you know with a, with a few exceptions there were a few exceptions really the horns i never vibed with all this all the scott punk albums i like don't have horns i can totally see how this could be split on gender lines because i do feel like you're probably right that new metal shows in many no. ways maybe weren't fun uh as fun no. for women as they were for men but i do balk at your assertion uh, that, uh, look, new metal, uh, male, yes, cis, yes, rage, yes, but Dumb. I balk at yes. your assertion that it is for uh, uh, for white men only because if you look, if you really look at these bands, you look at a band's Seven Dust, Linkin Park, Deftones, POD, like all kind, there was all kinds of POC representation in these bands more so than really probably any metal genre. Uh, you know, in American history. Yeah, because there was the rap the in the like there's some of the rap crossover. Yeah. And I don't I didn't even say that. I, I I was just saying there was a specific kind of white cis male rage that was represented by Fred Durst, but that didn't I didn't say that it's not for people of color. It's no. definitely not I think there's uh, plenty of a place where women plenty of rage safe. going on, you know, or gay people boundaries that or trans people too. Because he definitely has plenty of, uh, you know, slurs to throw and, uh, you know, transphobic lines as well. So wait, where on Significant Other? Yes. What's what are you talking yes. about? Several. Yeah. What are you talking about? Oops. <laughs> You're going to um, have to used... show me the receipts on that. I, I, I will. Okay. I have them there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, one of them is maybe up to interpretation. The other one is a straight up like dropping dropping the D word. You know what I mean? Like straight up. Oh, but that's not. Come and on. he called people the- fags on stage and he would sit and fucking. Yes, he did. Well, he wasn't this wasn't the third wave ska scene so fucking uh, homophobic that like leftover crack what? had to write gay rude boys unite. No, really? Because I'm pretty sure that's what that song is about. Of There's like, nothing homophobic in any of these songs. There's nothing homophobic in any no, of them. No, maybe not this album, but it was definitely a problem with. in the scene. No way. Absolutely Then why not. did the Leftover Crack write that song saying like... One one band wrote a song about... You think they were making it up? Supporting... Uh, no, it's about supporting people in the pit. 
It's about supporting your gay brothers and sisters like that. It doesn't mean that it's it, it's like saying that ska is in and of itself is homophobic. I can't think of any music or any bands or artists or albums that have ever been explicitly homophobic in ska. Suicide Machines, Van Song. It would be a really catchy album, though. <laughs> What? Which one? Just have if they homophobic Scott, it would be so like. How could, I don't know if you could be that homophobic with the, I don't think it would have the same punch. <laughs> and and maybe you could critique it on that front that 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 was something that got lobbied against it was that it had lost some of the explicit you know like political roots, but they did you know Lesson Jake was touring on the Scott Against Racism tour with you know uh, Asian Man Records and. Anyway, whatever. I don't want to get. I think it was the, in the late weird, '90s. Perhaps pl- it was not a uh, an inclusive, you Scott know, vibe work. overall in no, America. But I'm saying that explicitly, ska shows were they were like supportive spaces where you like, anybody truly could go. I I I disagree. I think that like new metal is pretty explicitly straight and aggressive and homophobic and male. <laughs> it is. It is. Well, I don't know. What about <laughs> Kitty? What about Kitty? How about yeah. that being Kitty? Well, another thing that you guys are overlooking. How about Jack Off Jill? So many of these ska bands, they had like eight horn guys. Mm-hmm. So, yep. And the stages are so small. How can you be that homophobic if you're that close to another <laughs> trumpet guy like all day? If you're in the green yeah. room that's made for a four-person band, it's like 12 of you. Well, and this I think is, you get over that um, really quick. Yes, here this it is. All right, I was looking too. for the Suicide Machine song where they drop the F slur, and it is the Van yes. song where they say okay. you're looking just like a club. That came out in nine, 1995. That is a different. Okay, during I, the I peak of third wave ska. Fine. No, the peak of third. Whatever, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. This during is before the, that's the third year wave that ska um, Tragic Kingdom came out, I believe. Right, and the ninety. No, that was ninety six okay. and ninety seven. Well, it just doesn't before, matter. Just the, so they the, said. Okay, so what they didn't do was get up on stage and say, come on, you fucking faggot. You don't know that they didn't do that. Yes, they did. (laughs) You don't. Okay. I went to shows of so many different genres in the the early 2000s where people were saying those. What I do know is that less than Jake. I mean, is that fucking Limp Bizkit did (laughs) very much so. And it is very documented. And less than Jake. Did not. All right. So that is what we are talking I mean, about. But today. I mean, that can happen across all genres. I went to a Philip Glass concert and he was <laughs> dropping that every other word. Yeah. You know, it's like, yo, check out this piece. <laughs> Separate from that. And I'm not saying it was an idyllic paradise in which they, you know, people weren't ever homophobic at a ska show, but it was a much more inclusive vibe because again, I think part of it was that these were kind of the geeks. They were like the band kids, you know what I mean? And and there was another piece of it where it was like outcasts and, and weirdos um, that were kind of the target of the bullies. Whereas like Limp Bizkit were the bullies, right? Like even if they weren't directly, they represented big bully energy again that like chaotic perpetual aggression uh towards like anyone or anything in your way whereas mm, i know, don't Scott know kids was the yeah dude size not Scott all, kids were the right. underdogs. i don't think all right first of all fred durst a small man not sure that i'm i bet he was getting bullied west borland was definitely getting bullied he's a freak mm-hmm. john otto look at him and also he's just like he was in Drumline and fucking uh, 
like marching band and he was like a, a classically trained jazz drummer. He was definitely getting bullied. He was, you know. Okay. Uh, so they so maybe, maybe DJ Lethal, everyone. maybe he was beating people up in, <laughs> in the USSR in the 80s. Uh, maybe mm. Sam Rivers. I don't know. That guy's got a freaky presence. But so I don't... they channeled their bullying into being bullies, and ska bands channeled it into uplifting one another. That's all. I think sure. That's exactly what it sounds like, Mike Dunn. The biscuit bully is like my favorite type of bully, where it's like, "Yo, screw you, screw everybody. Why is everyone so mean?" You know, it's kind of like, "Screw everybody. You all suck. Like, I want to smash your face." How come everyone doesn't get me? <laughs> Why is my girlfriend breaking up with me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He has a lot of issues with women on this album. Well, it's called yes! Significant a Other. Lot of these, I'm, I'm, it's basically a, a lot of these titles are very, I mean, relatable for I'm broke. You know, yeah, they no have different sex. takes on breakups. <laughs> these I'll are very these relatable bands. for a lot of dudes at that period time period. <laughs> Well, this was actually him trying to be less misogynistic, doing the work, taking the feedback <laughs> from the first time. I'm serious. There's this is documented. He had, he had read Betty for Dan that summer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like that's it, guys. Feminine mystique. He's like, Let's I go. gotta do stuff differently. A lot of stuff differently. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna what wear I'm a gonna... pink Yankees cap <laughs> for breast awareness. I am aware of breasts. I want everyone to be aware of them. They do this exist. is a whip them out cap. This cat means whip them out. I can't make a statement, but I don't. Oh, I think man. he does not use the B slur once on this album. Oh, which wow. Which cannot be said for a $3 bill. You know what band also doesn't use any slurs at all is, uh, is Less Than Jake. So, you know, less love than Jake, it. Less look, here's them. what I'm going to say. I less than Jake, The Less Than Jake album I never heard before. I had heard that one song, All My Friends Are Metalheads, because it was uh, in Tony, Tony Hawk. Hawk. And that song's a bop. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. Overall, I don't think this is a bad album. I don't think either of these are bad albums. I just think Less Than Jake and Ska Punk in general is just a little bit samey. It The Less Than Jake album, I didn't really have a problem with it, but I did just feel, I felt like there was a lot more variety uh, and texture to the Limp Biscuit album. Oh, there are textures. It's that we get the whiny, <laughs> and then we get the blah, blah, blah wall of riffs, and then we get the what, but do, but da, but do, but da. But oh, but now it's herky, turkey, herky, turkey, herky, turkey. Come on, get the fuck out of here. They're both, yes, I agree. It is samey, but I love that one song, and I will fucking sing it till forever. And it it'll get stuck, stuck in, in my your head, head as I'm not gonna mm -hmm. lie. But yep. one thing I was thinking about is like if I was a record producer in the studio with less than Jake, I'd be like, all right, guys, we can only have one song about leaving our hometown. <laughs> <laughs> what else are we going to write about? Oh, the guy that came right, back How about a song about like wanting to leave your hometown? <laughs> what about a song about just feeling like you're in a rut and like everyone, it's just like. Or maybe a song about like not I'm being on my sure way to leaving my hometown. <laughs> I'm in the vicinity of a new town, but I'm thinking about How about like arriving. four songs about <laughs> in running into a girl town. you went to high school with and her saying something mean to yeah. you? <laughs> How about we do that Heavy four shit. or five times? Oh my god. Challenge yourself, boys. <laughs> Think about other life experiences, other towns. They don't they, they don't have them. Hey, they do drive across state lines at one point. Yeah, no, that was the peak of the album. <laughs> right. <laughs> Is every good fucking pop punk song 
that ever was written about basically that like yeah pretty much so it's like country level cliche yeah but another thing i was thinking about when i was listening to both of these back and forth like if you had to hang out with like a 17 year old of either one of these genres today and like do a project together like which one like which one would be the worst fucking dude <laughs> and i definitely know it's a pretty easy yeah that's a pretty, i know i would not want to do a project with uh with my boy freddie <laughs> i think yeah but it's just like or just like a whiny kid it's like eh, nobody gets me <laughs> like at least he can be like here's a mop dude get going you know <laughs> <laughs> the break stuff kid is gonna be like hey how much money you got in your wallet jerk <laughs> oh dear so both these albums i i feel like we've we've had our impassioned pleas we've we've each shared our theses uh about about new metal and scott and you know, third wave Scott. These albums, they both came out in the same year. Is that right? 1999? Uh Lesson Jake was 98. Limp Biscuit was 99. Okay. But they so both pretty... played they're both from Florida. They both played yep. the 1997 Warp Tour together. Uh yep. so there's some connections here for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And they're both from kind of skeezy parts of Florida. I found out that Roger who I always thought was a white dread guy is Brazilian. Oh, that's so right. I was going to say that dreads. too. Yeah. There's a guy with dreads in, uh, in less than Jake, which is a big white guys with dreads cool. is a big new metal thing. But he is a, he is a Brazil. He is Brazilian. Okay. So he was born in Brazil. He was born in Brazil. So yes. I guess that's okay. I, but it's I'll, also I'll a white guys getting into reggae thing. Oh, for sure. I it's mean, I just, I heard, I got legend last year. You know? <laughs> I smoked weed last week. Legend. Yeah, wow. Right. It's so incredible how many bangers there are on, on one album. How did, how did he do it? <laughs> just perfect. How did, how did Bob Marley, how did Bob Marley come out with so many great songs on the one album he ever released? Legend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's weird how none of the political ones made it on there. It's <laughs> so odd. Yeah, it's so strange. Um, the everyone's having a good time songs all made it. <laughs> We're yeah, exactly. Everything's nothing bad going on This is on my here. revolution. <laughs> I'm jamming. <laughs> I hope you like jamming too. Um, so both of these albums also were kind of the second, they were the second album that kind of uh, in Limp Bizkit's case really catapulted them into the, the, the mainstream in a huge ginormous way. Certainly oh, more yeah. so than less than Jake. They sold a million um, records less in two weeks. Yeah, it was insane. I mean, it was insane. I remember, you know, I, I was there and, and watching it on TRL with the, the, fucking showdowns between the Backstreet Boys and, and Limp Biscuit for what was going to be number one. Meanwhile, you know, Third Wave Ska was was chugging along for sure. This was Less Than Jake's second uh, album on Capitol Records. Um, they had come out with Losing Streak, which is also a really good album, um, oh, hell yeah. but a little bit less polished. But yeah, so so some things in common, a lot of things different. Uh, we had to take off one of the songs just to make them match up because I and uh Appreciate that, Mike Dunn, the, the grace, the grace in that uh, allowance. Um, is there anything else we want to say? Uh, did we? Did either of us see? Oh, I've definitely seen Less Than Jake. Did you ever see Limp Bizkit, Mike Dunn? No, it's my white whale. I got to see Limp Bizkit yeah. one of these days. I'm praying someday down the line that Wes Borland will rejoin the band because I really think 
after he left, it was all downhill. And he's just such, like, he used to paint, do crazy body paint and, like, do, like, big contacts. And he had really crazy outfits that he, like, designed himself. And just his style of playing guitar was really cool. Um, he was just an artistic guy. He nice. did the he he did the album cover. He did all their like album art. If I do see Limp Bizkit, I would hope that it would be with him. But either I probably I will see them either way. I keep hoping they're gonna book him at Riot Fest. I don't know what the, why know. they're sleeping on him. I don't know. I don't get it. I'm I'm also you know I've looked up Limp Bizkit tour dates. I would fucking go too because this is a it's it is a great album. It's a stupid, fun, loud album and and they both definitely speak to a, a certain a certain breed of of angst and frustration um and express it very differently and um you know if nothing else regardless of who wins uh today if we can redeem the genres in 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 some small way then we've done our part then we've done our our, our part here yeah um let's keep it we're trying to keep it silver for now because i think for as, as nice as we're being now, Heather and I both have way too much invested in the outcome of this. <laughs> I think for some reason, I I know I know that if if Lesson Jake loses, Heather is going to be really mad, and I'm pretty sure if Limp Bizkit no. loses, I'm going to be really mad. So I I I've come I've come to peace with it. I <laughs> I've come to peace with it. Ethan is will just be really mad at Ethan because yes. Ethan's the tiebreaker. <laughs> exactly. You guys have both tried to pay me off. <laughs> And it's not going to work. I love the music. I love both these weird genres too much. All right. So shall we get into it? Let's get the fuck into it. Let's get the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. All right. Break that beat. Um, back, back, Oh, man, I can't wait right. to hear it. All right, let's do it. <laughs> We're doing it. Okay, so here we go. We're going to go head to head. The first two tracks here. Again, real, real LTJ heads. It will be a little bit off because we took out um, Richard Cheese, whatever. That The one that, with that cheese song. with the Z in the cheese title, in it. which I, well, yeah, I was doing yeah. you a favor with that because I was ready to fucking that song is bad. <laughs> OK, well, thank you for that favor. Um, this song fucking rips. This is last one out of Liberty City, followed by Just Like This. Oh, by Lesson Jake and Limp Bizkit, respectively. Here we go. All right, all right, all right. All right. Is Limp Biscuit angry? Three eleven. <laughs> Let's discuss. <laughs> Three eleven on a bad day. <laughs> they ran out of the good stuff. Oh, oh man, you pulling out the big Uh-oh. guns early because I, I don't have a response to that. I think I don't think in general they are, but on this one, I think a, a case could be made. This is a little Three Eleven-y. 
<laughs> Very 311-y. It could easily creatures for a while. Wow, 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 wow. Yankees red cap is the color of my energy <laughs> right now. It's true. I just think last last one out of Liberty City. It's a great it's a great opener to an album. It's it starts right off fucking very fast, very, very direct. Uh, burn it to the ground. Right. Um, you, you, you get the energy right right off the bat. And it's just it's it just rips. It just rips. You have that sick bass line. Boom, 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 boom. So they both have great bass. Um, you're going to hear more like complex instrumentation on Limp Biscuit for sure. They're not complex. There's nothing complex about uh, third wave Scott. It is punk with horns. In my mind, less than Jake, their vocals, their harmonies are so tight. They're so good. I feel that the horns provide like a third part to the harmony. Like it's like, it's another just like layer of like lushness onto that vocal. It's fun. It's single sing alongable. It's it's danceable. And it just gives you exactly what it says it's going to give you. Sure. I appreciate that they came out the gate playing really fast and frantic. I think for sure this is the first taste you get of what I find to be the cloying sort of lyrical content of this album of just harping so much on this point of like, uh, when I stop to think about where I'll be 10 years from now, I wonder if the me of now would call myself washed up or watered down. Media knows. I I wonder if the media knows I call myself washed up, not watered down. So that's like a call out to all the people who like oh. said he like they sold out as a band. See, and that's on awful. Genius it said, I wonder if the me of now would say that. Like no. if he's, he's, it's well, and then also like the, the other day, this girl came up to me and asked if she used to go to school with me and I kind of laughed and she said was not the guy her friends always called a waste of time there just seems to be a lot of like teenage ruminations on this album and just in the genre in general and it's oh yeah i've always been a little bit put off by that of how obsessed with their teenage years you're all just, I want to mess stuff up. You're just like, let's tear the crap down. And I think oh. also for sure. <laughs> but I, but why do you think about why I want to punch people in my small town? You know what I mean? <laughs> Not just, I, it's thinking about why you want to punch them and why they suck. Not just punching them. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Fucking maybe, yeah, less than Jake's in high school, but like Fred Durst is like straight seventh grade energy. <laughs> like this is this is pick last in gym class and then he's going to go fucking like bring a knife to school energy. You know what I mean? Mm. Like this is what a, yeah. a seventh grader say it ain't fake when the girls get naked. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, a seventh oh, yeah, grader would say that. <laughs> Um, but look, I'm gonna give. Here's a big thing with the limp with this whole battle is that you you got to give significant other the edge in production value because the horns sound like shit on the song. I feel like they're like so so like buried in the mix behind. Every, I don't know. I I just I think the production is is. Do you want more horns now, Mike? Dunn? I want you can't, you can't have it all the horns. Way. I want. I think the horns are they're crisp. <laughs> I don't know how much crisper you can get. You don't even want crisper horns. You I'll like tell you how crisper you can get. Crisp. You can get as crisp as the fucking John Otto drum sound on this fucking significant yes. other album. It is clean as hell. Great drums. Uh, Terry Date, the producer on this. And actually, Terry Date has uh, produced for Fishbone. So a little uh, genre crossover here. And actually, I mm-hmm. believe that a producer of the uh, Less Than Jake album has done a lot of work with Three Days Grace. So really... 
Are they new metal? I heard I feel that. Like Apparently, are they new metal? Yeah, with their butt rock, their butt rock. Yeah. But that's you know, it's a it's a fine line. It's a fine crack. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think uh, fucking Lesson Jake apparently was on the Project Revolution tour with Limp Biscuit and fucking Snoop Dogg and shit. So it was a weird time. It was a yeah. weird time. It wasn't so oil and water. There was a festival in 2004 where Less Than Jake replaced Limp Biscuit. Limp Biscuit. Uh, That's crazy. Dropped out because they were going to give. Is it like Alyssa Edwards, Coco Montrese, like fucking rivalry still? Do they hate each other now? No. Like well, a, what happened no? was that Limp Biscuit was booked on the main stage, but they were going to give him the opening slot on the main stage, and they were like, "Nah, nah, we're we're above that." And less than Jake was like, "We'll take it." We're yo, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> Just My know your worth. Teeth. <laughs> <laughs> We'll, we'll open. I don't care. <laughs> In the battle of who got sadder as they got older, I think it's a fucking tie. Yeah, no, <laughs> I think it's a definitive Limp Bizkit, dude. Come on. I don't know. Come uh, on. Lesson Jake, is, movies, you know? Lesson Jake <laughs> is still fucking doing huge, fun shows all the time. They're having a blast. They're fucking, pay, you know, they're paying for their kids' teeth. And what is what is what is Limp Bizkit doing these days, dude? In fact, I remember one of one of the weird, weirdest nights of my life, but also one of the funnest shows ever was when Les and Jake played at UMass Amherst and we went to it and we had a blast and I lost my shoes. I had so much fun. That was half and a then- lifetime ago for us, Heather. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. They are at Bryant Fest. They're always playing. They tour all the time. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> I guess Limp Bizkit is sadder as 45-year-olds. They are. They. I mean. But it's close. I think it's close. <laughs> it's close. It's close. Who wants to be know, on fat dude. records in their 40s? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> if it means that you get to pay your bills and still play music you love to crowds that fucking love you, like, that's the whole thing. And, I, you know, I bet Limp Bizkit would sell out, too, but they're not They're not playing shows like that. They're, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. They're playing I shows. imagine that fucking Fred Durst's, like, uh... Ego got pretty unbearable to deal with. I think you know, his, time he's chilled out. That band. I think his ego was probably most unbearable at their peak. Uh, yeah. I think he's chilled out quite a bit. He did make a a, a huge flop of a film uh, a few years ago that Ethan was going to talk about. <laughs> oh wait, what is? This? Oh yeah, is this the directing of like a a kids football movie out of nowhere? <laughs> Wait, what? He directed like a kid's <laughs> football movie out of nowhere. Like he hadn't been doing anything for like three years and then like fought for this. Like me and Ice Cube are making this kid's football movie. Yeah, I think. <laughs> Did you a- watch it? Nobody watched it, right? I have a Blu-ray. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> Behind Blu-ray. More like Poo-ray. <laughs> Sorry. He's directed 38 things. What? <laughs> He's directed a bunch of music videos. So yeah, he directed all the Limp Biz- he directed a bunch of the Limp Biscuit music videos. He directed some um some corn music videos too and some and a bunch of stain videos. He was a he was a music video director. He directed the film The Long Shots in 2008 starring Ice Cube. Uh That's what I'm talking about. And, that, that's Ke- the and one that Kiki we're Palmer. About. That's the one you're talking about? But that's that's the Just one that's about a, a child's football team? Yes. <laughs> like okay. And I don't think they're going to win. 
you know, they are long friggin' shots. And I guess that's the story. <laughs> and then they lose. It's actually, it's a movie about, ja- it's the true story of Jasmine Plummer, who at the age of 11 became the first female to play in Pop Warner football tournament in its 56-year history. Aww. So what do you He's talk about? Male aggression. He's a He made a movie about a, a cool <laughs> 11-year-old girl. Uh, but no, I'm talking about the movie The Fanatic that came out in 2019 that I'm pretty sure, uh, like, on opening weekend, like, made, like, $3,000. He directed that? Yes. Oh, my God, with the John Travolta? Yes. Holy crap. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. He wrote (laughs) the screenplay, too. That's wild. Man. That's a meeting of the minds. <laughs> Just delusions. <laughs> sweet, sweet delusions of relevancy. Yeah. Two of the two of the greatest bald men to ever do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, what is the guy from Less Than Jake directing? Right? <laughs> you know? A bowling for soup music video. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> You're lucky. I think Get both of, yeah, I think a bunch of them are in like other ska offshoots. I mean, Again, they're just the picket uppers, the bounties, <laughs> the bounties, the quicker picker uppers. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I, I guess I haven't put much effort into defending this Limp Biscuit song, but I do think just like this is a good song. Uh, I think it's got real crisp production. It's not like one of the most standout tracks in the album, but I, I think I, I think I give it the edge a little bit here uh, myself. You know, maybe uh, I don't know how to pitch it though. I, I think there's other songs that I could really pitch. I have a lot to say about this one. If you don't like it, if it's not for you, what what can I do? Um, it's not a good opener for this album. It, it doesn't have the energy that you want from a Limp Biscuit track. You know, it it you get the wall of riffs, but a lot of it is this goofy ass rhyming about when the girls get naked and that we don't fake it. Blah, blah, blah. I do think it is very brave that he does reference his ED when he says, uh, I don't even know ya, but came to show ya that biscuits limp when the night is over. <laughs> it's like, well, because he's been fucking, uh, oh. because it's been hard for when the night, since the night began. What you were about to say is because he's been fucking mad chicks all day, baby, it's but it's not misogynist tang. at all, and it's for everyone. No, I actually <laughs> do know, uh, it's canonically, he does have a small dick, because he was in a little porno movie um, oh. in, like, 97. Uh, <laughs> really? So it's known. It is known. Oh, that, you but, know. But, you know, shout out, shout out to... The small dicket out there. There's nothing wrong with it. Well, no shame in it. He's still little dick energy is he an still, energy. He was still for doing sure. something with it on a on a porno. It's how you use it. Yeah. It's how you use it. And if you channel it into just fucking caustic, like manic aggression, um, that's a choice. That's that's healthy. <laughs> it's good. It's great. Or you uh, channel it into finding the right starfish for you. You know, <laughs> it's true. It's Out true. That big ocean. For your hot dog you know? to make water in. <laughs> yes. Mm, this is how I'm going to explain nice. this to my kids. <laughs> this is... <laughs> going to put on that album. And when a, when a hot dog loves a starfish, this is yes. what happens. Um, he does use the word fat uh, several times on this album, P-H-A-T. Uh, that's another knock against it. I give it for Last Call uh, for Liberty City. And uh, last one out of Liberty Study, rather. And uh, what do you do, Ethan? I, for the exact same reasons, 
the album opener. You want something with some pop, some zazz. This kind of comes in a little. It has some, it has some interesting production, but I think last one out, Larry Sibby, no doubt. You got to take it to that one. So, uh, Ooh, baby. look, fat was the term du jour of 1999. <laughs> fat Farm was flying off the shelves. So you know, you can't divorce it from the era that birthed it. And for me, I think this is a, a fine opener. And certainly well, a song matter. that I enjoyed more than Liberty City, so I'm giving it to Limp Bizkit. We know that, but it doesn't matter. It, uh, winner, I mean, all right, here's the rules. Actually, I have the rules written down. <laughs> Good. Uh, Great. Win- We're an hour in. All right. The winner of each round <laughs> no. gets a point. No points Jeez. for a tie. Most points wins. So, no, this is correct. Win- so it's one point to Justin point. Jake, zero one points to point Limp Bizkit. It's okay. I'm sure you'll make it up. Uh, all right. We get the next two here. Help save the youth of America from exploding, followed by, you know it, you love it, Nookie. <laughs> oh, yes. Here we go. Right now, the world just seems to be. The world just seems to be. Sit down. Remind me how this is the same old story of growing up and getting lost. I mean, come well, on, come on. Well, well, well. Look, uh, the Less Than Jake song, uh, it's okay. It's very dookie, uh, you know, yes. very uh, no horns, which I appreciate. Um, I would say it's not ska at all. And I think it's a little telling that you chose such a pop punk heavy ska punk album. That's what all of these albums sounded like. more ska like, like a real big fish. That, is, that literally sounds the same. <laughs> Half of their, it's the same shit. That's what Third Wave Scott is. It's Scott Punk. But That's what it's called. I think it's a solid song. Um, I just think that it. Come on, Nookie's so good. Nookie is so good. The like interplay of the guitar and bass and the verses, like they're each doing different things and filling different parts of the melodic phrase with the little samples from DJ Lethal. The quiet, loud dynamics, classic fucking '90s song. Uh, and I think, I think, I think Fred brings it with the bars on this song, kind of. Lyrically, it's like the same sort of concept as like self-esteem by Offspring, where it's like his girlfriend's cheating on him and he knows it, but he's sticking around for the nookie. Uh, and uh, you know, ah, uh, okay. It, it, I mean, the chorus slaps. Like, yeah, for sure. It's fucking. It, it all it, slaps. The breakdown it, slaps. Yep. Okay. Okay. The fucking it's, crescendo it's, that ends with him. I'm just gonna change. You can't go away, and I'm just gonna get stay. out of my room, Mom. <laughs> Leave me alone. I yeah. I mean, that's Limp Bizkit's life philosophy. That's you know, nothing's gonna change, and he's always gonna be the same, and he's going to give it to you every time. 
they do know how to build tension in a song that you never will really hear on the Lesson Jake album. Like there, that is something that is pretty definitive about Limp Bizkit that they they have these breakdowns. I think some of them don't work very well. Some of the breakdowns actually lose the energy. Um, but it is interesting and there is like some like, you know, differences in the song structure. Whereas, like you said, you know, a lot of these Lesson Jake songs do like they they sound they're just straight up pop punk songs and some of them have horns and some of them don't. And that's what Scott Punk was. But, you know, it's catchy. It's fun. Um, I think their harmonies are so tight on the fucking Lesson Jake song. I, I you know, Fred Durst's vocals, it's it, they they sometimes they work and sometimes they're really grating. I think he's much better when he's in the fucking angry, like loud register. And also when sometimes when he's rapping, I think that is, those are kind of his better vocal performances. I hate the whiny little vocal fry. I don't like it. Um, I think there's very little of that on this album though. I think if we were listening to chocolate starfish, you'd get, like way too much of that. He keeps that to a minimum. Definitely on this song, he keeps it to a minimum. Um, I mean, the the song like concept is about, you know, it's like you said, like being rejected and being kind of a loser and then just saying like, psych, just kidding. I just wanted to fuck her. I don't have feelings because those are gay. But it is. <laughs> is that what you got from it? Song. I got that it was yes. like, I yes. am being cucked, but I'm doing it because I'm still getting fucked. Uh, no, I don't think it. No, I don't think it was like a self-esteem uh, sim- similarity. Right. Like it's all about my girly random way. Now she's stuck with my homies that she fucked. And I'm just a sucker with a lump in my throat like a chump. So, you know, I did it all, but it's OK. I, you know, I'm feeling things. I'm feeling maybe a little bit rejected. I'm feeling not good about this, but actually, fuck it. I just wanted, you know, I was just doing it to fuck her anyway. That's funny. Yeah. That's- and then less less than Jake is like my hometown really effed me, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I got a job at the Dairy Queen. I'm being cheated by people, life in whatever. the suburbs. <laughs> exactly. I'm getting cheated out of life. You know? yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's uh, yeah. The world just seems too big. You know, sit down. Remind me how this is the same old story of growing up and getting lost. Like, yeah, that's, you know, it is the same old story that I have heard in a million fucking pop punk. and, and Oh, yeah, songs. but it's. It's very novel to say fuck women for not fucking me and breaking up with me. It's great. It was brand new, brand new concepts for my boy. And a, a multi-dimensional song about someone doing it for the nookie. That particular word. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I dare you. Take you. that. Take <laughs> that. It's going to be a hard sell for me to like really defend Fred Durst's lyrics throughout the day. Yep. But I think mm-hmm. I think there's some I think there's some some type some type bars in this one. Let me pull up the lyrics. I hope there's some type bars I can defend. I, I will don't say think this they're... is probably the most work he put into lyrics on this album. <laughs> <laughs> like of all the songs, this is he did a few passes, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, no, there's not really much for me to defend here. Hey, I will say, check this out. Little reference to Eve Six here talking about putting his tender heart in a blender and stuff. I did hear that. But my tender heart in a blender. Yeah, that's some sick bars. You just she take rips the lyrics off. of another song and you yeah. just say it fast <laughs> in a blender and still a surrender. Hey. No, it feels on. like there was it's another one that I saw that he ripped off. He literally takes lyrics from something big like Bowie or something. It's yeah. like, but I can't change time. Like he says that later in the album. 
<laughs> yeah, it's like dude, he's not yeah, a biter. He's a writer for shit. himself and others. If he says yeah. a Bowie oh, yeah. line, he's only bigging up Bowie. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure Bowie appreciated that. So this is <laughs> <laughs> he's an eclectic guy. You don't know. Maybe he was rocking. The I do. I know that. Ooh, I know Blackstar was not a homophobe chap. <laughs> I know Blackstar was influenced by Death Grips. Death Grips really, I would say, carrying the mantle of new metal. Uh, oh wow! <laughs> wow! When they go into that aggressive but part, don't you just want to groove to it? Doesn't it just groove? Yeah, this one works. I I give it to Nookie. Okay, Ooh! how about that? How about no that? Doubt. Yeah, no hell doubt. yeah! I'm giving it to Nookie, obviously. Yeah. Even though I will say I yeah. liked I liked this uh, Lesson Jake song too. It was one of the stronger ones for me, but I gotta give it to Nookie. All right. Oh yeah, no doubt. So that's a point for well. We're not talking about that band now, Ethan. That's <laughs> 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 all right, alternate. I'm just gonna rate all these songs against how much I love. No doubt. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I just threw. I just five D chest you. Also, who are the biggest? I I do think we didn't do this, and we haven't done this on the show, so I'm not going to do it now. But the like, I'm not going to use it as a as a metric. But the is this person a piece of shit? I know that Fred Durst wins or loses. <laughs> like, if we were debating which band has more piece of shit members, it's definitely Limp Bizkit, right? I mean, I'd have to on. do the research, but I I do think you know all of those Warp Tour bands. You know, any one of them could have been doing some fucked up shit because we okay, but a lot of but stuff like, has come so to light about bands brand to kid. new but, and a uh, okay, number of bands who are than... meeting underage girls at the Warp Tour, uh, is... the Ataris. Uh, no, nobody has said that about less than Jake and what they have. What has happened with Fred Durst is he has been arrested several times, including for deliberately hitting two people with his car. And that was like a few years ago. You know, God's working on everyone. <laughs> and um... well, what about that time that uh, dude from less than Jake tried to run over the guy from mustard plug with a golf cart <laughs> at silly fest? Uh, oh, five. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, my God. Look, I, I didn't do enough research about whether or not less than Jake are pieces of shit, but, you know, They're not. I think any you didn't do any research into whether by... Fred Durst was a piece of shit. So I mean, you I know think what? it's you know... pretty obvious that yeah. he is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. But to me, the research that I would do is I'd go back to less than Jake's hometown. I'd say, what do you think of these guys? <laughs> They've been talking crap about you for 80 albums. They're like, ah, oh, that kid, he was he was really bad at, at baseball in the little league. Oh, he was kind of lame. Ah, oh, that wienery kid that just hung around the convenience station. Ah, oh, good. I'm glad he's gone. <laughs> yeah. I am searching for less than Jake controversy right now. I'll let you know if I find anything. Yeah, you won't, yeah, dude. These guys be the are most like boring article. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, they once didn't pay for tacos <laughs> on the road, man. The only controversy I can find here is that uh, the band was um, protested by the Westboro Baptist Church. Okay, so great. <laughs> less than yeah, less than Jake is so old that probably the only controversies are going to be like they sold me a bad timeshare. <laughs> you know I mean, they're entering that period of their career, like. Oh my they took God. us on a ska cruise and everybody puked. <laughs> like, you want to hear You want to hear a hot take here? This is a fucking article. This is a headline. Stains Aaron Lewis praises Limp Biscuits Fred Durst says he calls him for, quote, Dalai Lama advice. Wow. 
Wow. <laughs> oh, in the man. land he's of doing, the one-eyed He's doing man. the work. He's doing the work. <laughs> Fred is fucking awesome. He really is. He blows my mind every fucking time I talk to him. Do we need Fred Are Durst to be? Are they having sex? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh this tantric sting-like sex. He's literally giving Fred Durst. Fred Durst credit for his life. So this is another reason to hate Limp because he enabled Stained to continue. It's true. Um, They did discover Stained. Wait a second. Lewis then began to briefly strum his guitar while singing I Love Fred. He's got friends in high places. Doing an interview with this guy and then he just breaks in the song about how much he loves Fred. I love Fred. Oh, is Fred, he a is single, dad. a this single tear dad. from his eyebrow piercing <laughs> just comes out. Hell yeah! Just the rivulet of sweat. Look, oh, uh, I think yeah, I think All Fred right. was a piece of shit back in the day. Uh, I do think, okay. by most accounts, he has chilled out. You know, since uh, people stopped listening to Limp Biscuit. You know who weren't ever dicks, as far as I can tell. Lesson Jake, let's move on to the next two songs here, uh, which are uh, oh, two excellent, excellent songs. This two is excellent. very hard. This is very highly it, contested. They're yeah. really great songs. Um, and here they they are the best representations uh, probably of these bands. Yeah, these are go. a couple of strong uh, contenders. All my best friends are metalheads. You have heard it on the uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater soundtrack. I guarantee it. And followed by Break Stuff. Here we go. Great song. Great song. Yeah. Wow. Great Less Than Jake song, too. Um, my favorite <laughs> Less Than Jake song on this record, for sure. Definitively a ska song, Mike Dunn. I know. So definitely but, has the upstroke and the horns. I know, but it's yes. punchy. It's catchy. Uh, it's got a good structure. Uh, they don't waste any time with anything. It's just, uh, I don't know. And, you know, I it probably helps that I have already listened to it hundreds of times while playing Tony Hawk. Um, you know, maybe it's, that's a big piece of it too, but I enjoyed it. Uh, but yeah, it's, come on. Break stuff is a a classic. It's a classic. It is. I mean, all my best friends are metalheads is also a, it's a classic ska anthemic ska song, but no, it did not break through. It did not break stuff like break stuff. I mean, break stuff broke records. It literally, uh, you know, burned a festival to the ground. I mean, the, the power of it cannot be overstated, uh, you know, and it's two and, chords. Uh, it is. It is. Uh, 
it's it's not fair almost it is it is kind of the perfect new metal song it is and it is a completely universal experience just as the you know the the lesson jake songs are are this you know very inherently relatable you know feeling like you're going nowhere feeling regretful wanting to escape you know trying to figure out your place in the world trying to understand who you are in it and then you have which is a little bit more complex than this one sure but sometimes you not just that much more complex either, though, is the thing. Maybe not. Maybe not. But a little bit more. But here's the thing is that Limp Biscuit didn't start this right. This is even even this song. You can definitely hear the direct almost, you know, the bulls on parade base. I mean, this is this is definitely yes. comes straight from Rage Against the Machine, too. So we got it. It is. In, but in but completely stripped of any kind of political consciousness. It is just like. You know, instead of raging against a machine, they're like, I mean, it's like the soda machine for not giving them the Fanta that they put their dollar fifty in. And they're just give me something to break. Like there's not like a, you know, they're they're And they're also raging against, uh, you know, women <laughs> a lot more than they're raging against mach- the machine of society. Um, well, kind of, well women blind- are stuff. Have you ever noticed <laughs> that women are stuff? lays it out there no i i kind of like that this song is divorced of context of what's making you mad and it's just about being mad give me something to break i I think sometimes it's important to just have that pure distillation uh I, i i think songs that can really just distill one feeling into uh you know into three minutes um of pure that feeling uh, there's something to be said for yeah. that. But, uh, the you know, I just want to note that All My Best Friends Are Metalheads is uh, explicitly calling out like shitty, judgmental old people opinions about uh, the, the divisions that we see within our groupings are, you know, you know, I like this, the phrase you're one in a crowd and you're paranoid of every sound. You're not the friend you won't miss anyhow. So it's like, it's like, you're, you know, that really speaks to a subset of, of society of like, you know, the, the fucking judgmental douchebag who hates everyone and everything. And it's like, nobody's going to miss that, miss that guy in your, in your friend group. Unfortunately, that guy is also Fred Durst and that guy being judgmental and angry and kind of a, a, a piece of shit all the time. And in this this song, he 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 does rock it. Yeah, I, this I is don't his know, rebuttal man. to I'm, that of like, you don't want all of this. <laughs> yeah, less than Jake is like, let's break stuff called prejudice. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Much less exciting. Let's though. break right? down Much barriers. And I'll break down barriers. I mean, also as I recall, the 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 video for this was quite populist. I believe that they just had like an open casting call for Limp Biscuit fans. Yeah. Like they, I think they posted Variety or something. There was some call that was like Limp Biscuit fans come on set. We're filming this video, and the entire video was like. Fans of the band dressed in the outfit in the white tee with the khaki uh, cargo shorts and the fucking red Yankees cap doing their best Fred Durst on camera. And it's just all them just just in like a skate park doing doing a Fred Durst impression. It's a fun little video. It is a fun video. It's a fun video. It's but true. also you didn't mention that they had to fumigate that place for like a month. <laughs> <laughs> Polly Shore. That was all because Polly Shore was in it, though. <laughs> it's mainly Polly Shore, <laughs> the weasel. Oh, <laughs> man. 
it's really hard because break stuff is definitely my favorite Limp Bizkit song on this album for sure. And I feel like it has to win for that reason alone. Wow. Uh, but and all my best friends are metalheads. The whole fucking theme of it is so unifying and like it's it, and it's catchy. It's it's fun. It's like it's it brings the people together and Limp Bizkit is tearing us apart. But, uh, you know, I think Limp Bizkit is bringing us together unified in our, in our shared experience hit, bring, of wanting to break stuff to tear things apart. Yeah, <laughs> right. Right. Who hasn't oh, been man. there? Who hasn't had one of those days? I, uh, Mr. Cool as a Cucumber. <laughs> I have never had one of these, buddy. <laughs> I just cranked my third wave ska and I never looked back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Lesson Jake, clearly the most well adjusted of the of the two bands, for sure. Um, <laughs> There's a little bit more maturity on their end, but is that what I want from Limp Bizkit? No. And is that what I want from the song? No, it's a really great, it's a great song, but okay. The goofy, a skin your ass. <laughs> is that one of those <laughs> breakdowns you said uh, detract from the song? Is that one of the ones? Um, no, because the build up and the release yeah. is so cathartic. When the beat it's drops really... and he says, break your fucking face tonight. Face tonight. That's, come on. Give me something to break. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I feel like uh, you make your vote, Mike Dunn. I know what your vote is. I look, I will say this one was close. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I considered giving it to less than Jake. I would say if I didn't already know, I had, I've already decided which songs I'm giving what points to. And I know, look, I just gotta say we're in the strongest part of the Limp Bizkit record right here. I gotta give them all the points they can get while they can get them. Uh, I'm sorry to say I am going to give this to break stuff, but it's close. It's very close. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Look break within. stuff. Break stuff. Ow. Wow. That's very big of you. Mm-hmm. What about you, Ethan? I, I, I honestly, I w- went with all my best friends are metalheads. Damn it. I <laughs> take <weird>. it back. <laughs> hey, no, you did. Honestly, you did it. Honestly, oh. because it was so close. But to me, this was one of the least interesting, like musically. It is bulls on parade. <laughs> it is very slow. To, and you do have that rage against. And I think all my best friends are metal. is just like such a tight. It, it reminded me of like why this is a tight song and a tight album how they're good at shifting throughout it and you know, the philosophy behind it. But I don't know. I mean, that one, two thing of nookie and break stuff. I mean, that's why everyone bought this entire CD, you know, yeah, for sure. Together. For and, sure. It, and having two that are very good next to each other, you're like, all right, I, I can tolerate some of this other f- just silliness. <laughs> yes. Yes. And there's, to be fair, plenty of silliness on the Listen Jake album, too. But, oh, yeah. I, I mean, you know. more like just like Frederick trying to be funny, which <laughs> I think is a very hard thing in this. Like, <laughs> He thinks he's a lot more charming than mm-hmm. he is. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Might just yeah. be me. No. Might be oh, no. Disturbed guy. It's you know, all but... of society. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Sully. Sully Erna is just a freaking oh, saint. Oh, dude. <laughs> Your friggin charisma saint. coming out of him. Have you ever played pickup hockey with him? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Um, let's move on. We have so many songs to go. I've... We're getting there. We're getting All right, there. This is a uh, five state drive followed by rearranged. Here we go. Here they're driving somewhere now. They're out of the town. 
Yeah. Screw this old town. The crummy bars, the beat up cars. Nothing will change your mind by now. Think I found things change. Just don't look that way to me. Or it just looks that way to me. want to disappoint you when I don't fall down But you don't understand when I'm attempting to explain Because you know it all and I guess things will never change But you might need my hand when falling in your home Your disposition I'll remember when I'm letting go of you and me So there's, you know, some tonal uh, variety oh, here. Yeah, it's yeah. a little groovy. It's a little skittery, you know, hip hop. Mm -hmm. It's definitely a place where DJ Lethal gets to shine. Finally. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I've been praying for that moment. <laughs> Waiting for Lethal to drop <laughs> the whole life. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah, he did do that like Shamrocks and Shakedown song by uh, uh, House of Pain. House he of Pain. That yeah, he is. Yep, yep. Definitely. No, I get that at Duncan's every week, the Shamrocks and Shakedowns. <laughs> that's actually, that sounds like the Mighty Mighty Boss Town Tones, like, <laughs> fucking tour, like, title. Yes. Shamrocks. Honorary Boss Tones title. <laughs> yeah. oh, from man. Honorary Bostonians, House of Pain, who I found out just recently <laughs> through Heather, are from L.A. What the fuck? Are from L.A. We, they, we the were lied to. They just wore Celtics jerseys. What? Who does that? I, Just a I bunch know. of like Calvin Klein models, like shaving their head, like getting. Dude, what? What is a Larry? Putting a Bird? white hat on. <laughs> Just like. <laughs> Just call me Sully from now on. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like that's like the chic uh, style. To, to, I love that. Instead of like normcore, you have like Boston dadcore. Oh, dude, that's like, the next movement. Hiked up white white socks yeah. and New Balance sneakers and like fucking and those aggressive. Huge, basically, that picture of Adam Sandler in the Superman brow. shirt that dropped recently. Yeah, the gigantic fucking that's basketball shorts. That oh really my good. god! I forget who was telling me. I think it was a fellow comedian, and they were like, "You get one haircut when you're like 13, and it's the same haircut when you're like 50. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. just get one standard haircut, and you're like, That's it. Yeah. like I'm done." It's true. Um, yeah, no, I mean, showing some versatility for sure. I will say five state drive, not um, particularly versatile, very horn forward, very, uh, you know, hey, in this case, they are driving away from one boring town to maybe another one. Um, Presumably and at least five different ones. Uh, presumably that five case. different. I think yeah, multiple. yeah. Spoiler alert: one town per state. <laughs> they like do not like any of the towns. Yeah, I don't that's like the looks <laughs> on. They're like, this one sucks. The next one's kind of whack too. I just don't get it. Like you guys, this is at the peak of third wave ska's like popularity. They're one of the most popular bands in the genre. Just fucking move. Against me, who's from Gainesville, <laughs> fucking Laura Jane Grace moved to Chicago. You could do that too if you want to. I mean, I'm sure they wrote these songs when they were like DIY touring across America. I mean, that was a whole thing that was really interesting in this book that I've been reading. Um, 
which I'm not citing and really isn't that it wasn't that necessary. It was just for fun. But they talked a lot about how like the the DIY, like the ska scene was extremely DIY at this time. And, you know, there was a whole there was a, a magazine, Maximum Rock and Roll put out like a, a magazine called Book Your Own Fucking Life. Yeah, and I it had was that. like, yeah, it's like a huge thing, uh, like culturally in, in punk and but specifically ska punk. It was like the Bible for all these bands that, you know, figured out how to tour and take themselves around 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 the uh, country and Olympus kids similarly had some uh, their, their up and coming story was tattooing uh, fieldy. <laughs> they got in through the yes. easiest. They went in for the path yes. of least resistance, which was all right. Fieldy. But I mean, but they have the chops to <laughs> back the path of least brain cells. Am I right? It's, it's funny, dude. Yeah. Fieldy. I would love, I love the idea of them like knowing that that's like the soft brain one. So just like, all right, we'll do a really bad <laughs> tattoo. Mike, Shu, I wish I wish he was here to tell some stories. I know. Because Mike Shu, when we had him on, he said Fieldy was the dumbest guy he's ever met in his life. He's ever met in his life. Yeah, yeah. Big They're like literally brain. like waving keys at him. <laughs> like, give us a record deal, dude. Let me tell you. It works. It works. No, they did have the chops to back it up. Yes, yes Mike Dunn. Correct. This, and this song sure. is a rearranged as a showcase that rearranged personally for me my favorite Limp Biscuit song. Period. Uh, I think this is them at their best. Um, the guitar work is really cool. I'm pretty sure it's all all finger tapping on the guitar in this song. I don't think he's using a pick. I think it's all on the That's neck. Cool. Uh, I've seen footage of him playing it and stuff. And the bass line, come on. That is a tasty, tasty lick. Very good bass line. Mm-hmm. They, these songs both had really good bass lines. Yeah, I would say Lesson Jake often has great bass. They 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 also have those like driving, like thick bass lines that are a lot of, you know, that hold the song together. I don't know. It's so rearranged. I really like rearranged, but I do think that it goes on for too long without that crescendo. I almost want them to have that limp biscuit like you know come up like i like that they're switching it up a little bit but it's like six minutes long and i think towards the end you could have done a little bit more with it but um yeah no it's 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 unique it's uh it's it's definitely solid five state drive is is also solid but it doesn't really stand out it's not like a special song yeah it's that's when i i think five state drive is when i really started being like are they Really gonna belabor the belabor the same point on every goddamn song. The answer like, is yes. This is when I was like, they gotta sw- they gotta switch it up. Like I I started pulling for them. I'm like they, I I I want more to talk about than just <laughs> how annoyed I am at you know at them just being like. You just want to break stuff, dude. Yeah. I mean <laughs> that's that's what you want. I mean there's not really a lot of uh, lyrical depth on the Limp Biscuit album, so no, you can't they, really they make like up for it with with the licks and with John Otto. John Otto has like does some crazy shit in the in the breakdown on this uh yeah he's like he's probably the best drummer in new metal i think like he's he's because he he was a jazz guy he's he's like way above the the talent the usual talent level you get from any fucking like metal subgenre i feel like even you know definitely a different flavor of drumming than you get from most most metal uh but um all right sorry go ahead yeah, let's weigh in. Let's so we got to, yeah. What do you guys think? Okay. Ethan is helpfully shoving us along here, Good which call. is what needs to be done. Good call. Um, I, you know, I feel like I, I gave it up too easily before and, and easily rolled over for, for Limp Biscuit, but 
Um, I'm going to I'm going to give it to Limp Bizkit on this wow. one, too. This is re- rearranged. Yeah, they, they get three in a row. They get three in a row for Look, me. I, I, I don't want you to feel too bad yet because, uh, again, this is a front loaded as hell album, but I'm also giving it to Limp Bizkit. Yeah. What would Ethan? I am definitely doing it. I mean, I think it's yeah. so much more unique. It's just all those elements you're talking about. The bass, the DJ lethal versus sometimes in Lesson Jake albums, you're like, this is when it's all right. It's very cheery in here. You know, it's kind of yeah. like, all right, this is a little cheery. Yeah, the, it's the mozzarella the, sticks. The, uh, exactly. The trombones are getting a little too farty. You know, you're like, <laughs> you're like, OK, it's going to be one of those things. So but yeah, this stood out so much more to me. Yeah. Opinion. Yeah. All right. I think we should perhaps take a break. Just split. Yeah, things we up. should take a sure. uh, take a little. But break. I will say going into the break, three to one Limp Biscuit. <sighs> Listen. I'm going to go hard for Scott. We're going to come back. We we got this. Uh, it's I, anyone's game. It's really anyone's we game. Are this have is to, so early. We got a rapid fire. We in, got though. nine like, more songs. I, I, nine we, more rounds. Have, nine more so, rounds. I'm so... <laughs> it's a Thunderdome. This is so what happens sorry. in the Thunderdome. All right. Two bands Scott step into the Thunderdome and we talk about them for these, four hours. That's the rules. Pretend this album is like the old town and you're getting out of there. We'll be right back. I gave it up too easily. God damn it. I do want something to break, though. Look, we've, we've already gotten to three of the four radio <laughs> songs from this album, so I don't know. Well, I do love fucking In Together now, too, man. They're they're good. They are good. It's a good album. God damn it. Yeah. God damn are you it. Remembering that I think it's all horse shit. Are you remembering that you <laughs> reached that conclusion in the previous Limp Bizkit Thunderdome? Um, yes, but I have to, I have to get meaner. You didn't let me choose Op Ivy. If it was Op Ivy, it would have been game over. Done. It has to be an album that some people think is bad. I feel like. No, but no, no, neither of these albums. It's genres. We're talking about genres. We're here to redeem genres for this particular. I know, but you know. You didn't want me to win. It's fine. Here we are. It's no, fine. We're I thought here. you were going <laughs> to. I, I would have let you could have. Mm. You could have picked mm-hmm. any number of. I just told you there's only three ska punk albums I liked. How many other exactly? Ska punk, those are the best. How ones. many other ska punks I'm already there? You could have picked though. I don't. Those are the best ones. I could have done like Streetlight. I didn't need a fucking. You know what? I would just say essays. if you pushed back and said this Limp Bizkit album's too good, I would have gone with the first Seven Dust record or the first Slipknot <laughs> record. Like I had backup. I I didn't listen to it until that sentence. So many people saying this Limp Biscuit album is too good <laughs> <laughs> for a Thunderdome, perhaps. Stop no, it! My okay. body hurts. It's, it's too fine. good. It's I'm fine. in ecstasy. <laughs> I had backups ready. Right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry though. I'm sorry that you're getting don't apologize. Your band is getting it's beat fine. down by the biscuit right now. Ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum. All right. I'm not gonna let it. I'm not gonna let this continue. All right. I've been very gracious. You have been. I've been gracious. All right. Uh, we are back, everybody, and we are nervous in the alley, followed by I'm broke. Here we go. To the test. Would I ever raise a fist? Would I just shut my mouth? Would I just block it out? That's one a million times. Never to be left again with that feeling. A hopelessness left standing. Just nervous in the alley. That's one a million times. 
Jake being samey, but that was absolutely rearranged break stuff and nookie in one fucking <laughs> song. That was absolutely every single part that made each of those songs good. Just copy and pasted with like a song about like someone owing him ten, $20. Yes, but this one had a Jane's <laughs> Addiction yeah. chorus. Exactly. It has a little bit of Crazy Town, a little bit of Frashante, a little Frashante. Oh, yeah. Yeah, look, I don't know. It's amazing. That one's formulaic as fuck. checkers on this list. Can we look at the date that Butterfly by Crazy Town came out? (laughs) Who who made who? Mm. (laughs) Because there's some very Crazy Town-ass shit on this album. Good point. Yeah. Um, Nope, that's 1999 also. So let's see which one came out first. This was on The Gift of Game, which came out... Uh, November 9th, 1999. Ooh. So probably I think this significant. Them by two months. Whoa. Is that accurate? I think this came out. September, uh, let right? me find out. Uh, June, Ooh. June. Wow. It's kind of one right. of them. One of them Mozart Solieri situations. Yeah. Or, you know, it's like when they're just pushing each other. It's like when Volcano <laughs> and Dante's Peak came out the same summer. Like who really very much so yeah. as a consumer of Volcano movies. Movies. I was so confused. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> um, no, it's it's pretty formulaic. Uh, I gotta say, and it, it, it literally the the central conceit of the song is just about fucking somebody owing him like a a petty amount of money when this dude is very very yeah, rich at they this had point just and has rich. no reason to be. This is yeah uh, yeah. It's, now he's not broke. Bums are the type of shit that's in a diaper. Yeah. Don't make me have to call a sniper and Whoa. wipe your brains off my. Not a friend of the homeless. Wiper, dirty bug. You dirty bug. Uh, look, I that was <laughs> a very strong lead. I will say that was <laughs> last episode when we did crash test dummies. I I I was shocked uh, at his, him saying the line. Uh, Change my dirty diaper my dirty. Uh, in the chorus of a song, and I said I didn't think I'd ever hear someone use that word on the show, and now we're two weeks in a row with that word making an appearance. Uh, not one of the strongest Lip Biscuit tracks. I would no. also say not one of the strongest Less Than Jake tracks either. I don't know. I mean... It's a cool song. The, the song, it's got a cool jazzy like intro. It's slow. It builds up. The song lyrics, I think, are maybe about getting mugged in an alleyway or being about to get mugged in an alleyway because he's like talking about, you know, on a Tuesday in, a, in the rain. I never thought there'd come a day if I put myself to the test. Would I ever raise a fist? Would I just shut my mouth? Would I lock it out? I've swore it a million times never to be left again with that feeling. Maybe there's not actually a reason for me to think that he's being mugged in an alleyway. It seems like he's like coming to terms with like, is he somebody who's going to fight back against what life throws at him? Um, and instead, he's like paralyzed and insecure and like feeling, 
you know, feeling nervous and, and not sure of himself, which, you know, I like, I like a little, I like a little uh, vulnerability. I think it's a little bit more complex. Um, and I don't know, it's catchy, fun, danceable and direct and, uh, great vocals again. Great love Roger Lima's like super high, like harmony with, uh, fuck the other guy. Uh, he's got like the raspier tone. I mean, that's classic lesson, Jake. They have it on every mm-hmm. song. Yeah, but I think I it's do a good like one. That they got the two singer thing going on. I've always loved a two singer band. Fred Durst does his harmonies with himself. <laughs> he does the ad libs and like the what? <laughs> and like, um, <laughs> no, not. Damn, not. you're really good. <laughs> you're no, good. you're talented. <laughs> not me. You are. <laughs> he does. Yeah. He, he does. He does the wow, wow, wow. And the get it. <laughs> like, it's really <laughs> funny because so much of listening to these two albums is like two different types. Like, <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? It's two different types of. Bratty annoying guy. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually all insufferable when you really get down to When you break it down to moans. I guess what we're trying Brass. to say, guys are wusses. <laughs> like, stop being a wuss. Uh, um, doesn't he have a part in the song where he says, give me back my money at the end? It's like a little <laughs> breakdown where he yells about, give me Give me, give me back. Yeah, money. in the bridge, in the. Uh... Yeah, it's not good. But then I, I do. Yeah, I. This is what, I, that part is pretty cringe. It's not good. I kind of like what. Let's it, listen it, to that real quick. Where is that? <laughs> but then it gets into the like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Rewind, rewind, rewind. It's actually. It's okay. Fun. Give me back my You said you pay me back. I'm broke and I'm back. You deserve a smack and for slacking. Now people say that I'm a slacker. It's through the eyes of the Come on, dude. That shit is so good, yeah. dude. For me, that's the only part of the song that really goes. Uh, but I don't know. Like, I, I think I, I'm having a hard time making a case for this one. It is like a filler track. It's a complete filler track. I just think the Less Than Jake song is just a little too ska for me. Well, too bad. I'm voting for it. I'm voting for it. I weirdly picked I'm Broke because it no! just sounded so much more interested. I'm sorry. I also picked I'm Broke. Man. Brutal. Brutal. I can't believe this. I retract my. I have to be impartial. I can't. Kindness. I. 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 It's, it, it's the right. same thing. You're kind of like when you're listening to both. You're like, doo, 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 doo. and I don't know. I'm broke. Just I really related to it a lot. I think you put this. You put this <laughs> song up against uh, Metalheads, and I'm obviously picking Metalheads, but uh, this one was just too ska. It was too happy. I don't like it. I don't like that kind of music. It's as simple as that. For they're me. also probably the happiest sad band. It's all about people That's... being on drugs or their lives falling apart. It's like exactly, which is why I think fucking ska is cool. It's not. It's you know, there's a little bit of there's something interesting and like transformative and cathartic about that, as opposed to just the one note, just a blanket hatred. You know what I mean? Like, doesn't that get irritating after a while? Doesn't that start to grate? I just think in the second wave you know the music 
match the emotions of the lyrics better. I just feel like you listen to a song like Ghost no, Town, this is exactly and it sounds like a song about a ghost town. You listen to this song, and but it's about is- like I'm sad that I can't. I'm too scared to leave my hometown. Or I'm I'm about to get mugged in an alley, and it's like it's about <laughs> transforming that fear and that you know and that angst into something that's cathartic and positive and collective. I mean, that's what ska is. Again, it's not just about the lyrics; it's about the perform at a live show, singing this and feeling like you're alone together with everyone around you. That you've you've all experienced this feeling and. You know, you're not alone in it. So sometimes that the joy is is what makes ska good in third wave ska good. The earnestness and honesty and joy. It doesn't matter because you already fucking won this round again. So let's move on. But I think motto is a fucking <laughs> awesome. Good song. I think motto is a very, very good song. And it's also one of Less Than Jake's favorite songs of, of their own. So motto by Less Than Jake, but followed by Nobody Like You. Nobody Like You featuring Jonathan Davis and Scott Weiland. was a great song motto's a great fucking pop yeah. punk song it's an excellent song and and you know yes scott wyland's on it fucking jonathan davis you get obviously fred durst doing his best jonathan davis impression at the beginning and then you know the, you get jonathan it's almost you know i can't judge it based on the scott wyland part you know i have to judge it based on the limp biscuit part which you know i will also apply to end together now right because that's like more than half not Limp Bizkit, basically, mm-hmm. in that song. Um, yeah, dude, Motto's a great fucking yeah. song. You're going to get no argument wins. from me here. I really liked it. You know what I really liked about it? This has got to be the first song in the album that has a lead guitar part, which I, as a guitarist, I got I really appreciate that. And it's a good, it's a it's a fun little lead, uh, that, that part we heard in the beginning of the clip you played. Um, great. Uh, yeah. Very nice guitar work on this. It's a little more fleshed out sounding than the songs we've been hearing. It, it crosses the three minute mark, which is pretty rare for this album. Uh, and I also got to say that I think Nobody Like You is a fucking cringe song that I never liked. Yeah, it's it not is, good. Man, like they assembled some talent for it, but it just sounds like a song like those guys are in the studio and they're like, hey, we want to collaborate, but like we got no time. You got something for us. So what you end up with is like, this song where Jonathan Davis is just saying what Fred Durst said, like in between lines, like I don't need. I I like Corn. I like Jonathan Davis's vocals on Corn songs, but I don't need Jonathan Davis uh, being like, "Fuck me," 
Like just in between yeah, Fred no, Durst. Nobody wine. wants that. <laughs> nope. Yep. That's nope. my ASMR. I have like an ASMR YouTube <laughs> thing. Fuck me. It is one of those at like four in the morning. Is is that how Jonathan Davis comes? <laughs> Does he just scat rap? Yeah. Even as like a huge fan of all these bands as a kid, like this song, I feel like I skipped this back in the day. I, this was a skippable. It, it feels like what you're talking about, kind of like the Spawn soundtrack, where it's like a bunch of people that are in a thing and it's not a real song. It's just like they're all in the same. It's kind of like Freak on a Leash Light, yeah. you know? It's like. Oh, I wanted to love that. They took kind of the element. I wanted to love that Spawn yeah. soundtrack so bad just because of the personnel involved. But it, man, other than the. Uh... Oh, yeah. The Crystal Method filter track, which which still goes hard. Oh, uh, that banger. album was pretty rough. Oh, uh, it's hard to remember. Yeah, uh, what's on trip it, like dude. I do. Trip like I do. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. the best. Uh, that's how that song went. Um, Heather, you were talking about how that last Limp Bizkit song was like a break stuff rehash. Even more so, I'd say, if we're, we want to go back to the original Thunderdome where Limp Bizkit went up against Good Charlotte and kicked their asses. Uh, counterfeit, which, I, as I recall, was one of your faves on yeah. it. This is a fucking yep. counterfeit rehash. It was the same. He's doing the same guitar part. So, yeah. I'll just say it right now. I'm giving this point to Less Than Jake. Fuck yeah, Less Than Jake, baby. All right. Hell yeah. Okay. Coming back. I'm clawing back. I'm scawing back, baby. I'm so sorry. You really need to pick it up in this second half. (laughs) Well, don't worry. I will. There's another groundbreaking song about hating your hometown. (laughs) And I love it. (laughs) If there is one band that is known for album completeness, making a complete album, it is Limp Biscuit. Like, we have to. flesh this one out guys and make a cohesive <laughs> kind of thing for the listener oh, for sure for sure a yeah journey, very intentional a journey. very yeah a, a journey uh, a bludgeoning journey um but <laughs> breaking so many things <laughs> and, and all so these mean stuff. women the women are so His mean dang ex girlfriend or current girlfriend man it's it's almost she's almost as bad as a boring town <laughs> <laughs> and don't get me started on my ex-girlfriends in boring town Holy. or the girls i wish were my girlfriends and talked to me at a bar once and i made a big thing about it oh. uh for some reason <laughs> history of a boring town by lesson jake followed by don't go off wandering by limp biscuit here we go so let's take a drink and never think it is to the past she said it's so Uh, 
Um, we're getting a little stainedy on this one. I'm, oh, I'm yes. feeling a little stained. I guess I can see personally. that. For Shante is coming back. That open, <laughs> jangly, you know. Mm-hmm. You know. But some yeah. strings on this yep. one, arranged by Wes Borland himself. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's a. They're going epic on this one. They're going. Um, they're, 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 they're punching above their weight class. I think. What do you guys? Do you guys think it works, or is it full um, stained? You know, I think again, it has the, it has kind of the peaks and valleys, and it has that cool tension. The build up release piece of like a le- of a Limp Biscuit song is definitely, you know, it keeps it interesting. But it's also pretty plotting and butt rocky, and the lyrics are su- are just about fucking, uh, you know, breaking up with someone, and you know, she doesn't want to be with you anymore, so you're stuck with your dick in your hand, and you know, it's uh, you you have. It's just it's you have big, really big hands. That's why your dick is so looks so small. You just have these gigantic hands. Um, it's a little incel energy. You know, look at me now. Everything is gone. I can't seem to do anything right. But I figured out why you don't let me inside. Because you don't feel nothing at all. That's a brutal. I mean, you know, of all the misogyny on this album, that one's pretty brutal. Because if yeah. you think it's yeah. it, the, he's saying you don't feel anything at all because she's she has no feelings for him you know she's she's stepping on his heart and then he's just like no nah, actually I mean that your pussy's trash yeah <laughs> that's actually exactly, what I'll talk about you don't feel nothing yeah. in your trash pussy uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fred Durst noble in defeat as always. <laughs> Oh, oh man. pardon me for bothering you, madame. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's a few things I was thinking about when I was in the men's room. Yeah, <laughs> big fedora, big fedora energy, big, big fedora energy on yeah. that one. I got um, a little more proto Lincoln oh. Park on this one than Stain, though. I thought I'll give him a little more Ooh, credit. I'll give him yeah. a little more credit. Mm-mm. No, I don't hear a lot of Lincoln Park on it. I, I. Dude, that I wouldn't have let you. I, I, hybrid theory is a fucking. That is, I will go, fucking toe to toe with anybody for hybrid. That theory. was kind of the. That was kind of like there, the last. There are no traces of Mike Shindoa on this. I got no <laughs> Shindoa. Uh, no, I. Well, you get that little executioners. You get the DJ Lethal scriggity scratch. Um, it. Yeah, I. It's, it's tough because. To be honest, you know, history of a boring town. That was a single. It's definitely wasn't a song that it, I think it, it was, was like their I highest charting single. single up to this point, I believe. Was yeah. it? I thought that the bigger one on here was Metalheads, but maybe you know, maybe I'm wrong. Um, I, uh it's they they do a better version of it on a later album, and it's the same song. <laughs> I shouldn't say this, but guess what? <laughs> and I swear it's lesson, and I swear. It's my last try. And we'll walk in circles around this whole town that we hate. Oh, forever. my God. No, yeah, that's it, not exactly how it goes. It, but it's basically the yeah. same. Yeah, it but is. That's what I also realized is looking at these discographies of ska bands. It's like we're in a different place now. So we're going to redo that album like eight years later. <laughs> yeah, now we're exactly. sick of the town we moved like, to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That might really get how much that old town sucks. Like I kind of miss now it now. Really hammer it home. 
I mean, I it's again, I like the lyric. You know, I used to say that I'd never stay, but I'm rotting here today with that same old crowd that's always been around. And I always thought I'd be the first to go. So in this, you know, it's still the same, but those lyrics are good. You know that feeling. Right. And, you know, those people who are who are who are rotting away and being left behind. But it it, it does. It, it says it's samey. But do I like it better than the other song? I think mm. so, still. I think that's fair. I don't I think know. So. I, for you, I, I I can see that. For me, again, it's too ska. I think this chorus is like some simple plan shit. Uh, I just, it's so, this one makes me cringe more than, than even than uh, Nobody Like You did. Uh, and the Limp Bizkit song, I think, you know, I think uh, they get points for ambition. In this case, he's talking to a girl, <laughs> like a human Wait, being. Wait, what? The simple in the uh, not so, in the uh, lesson Jake song. <laughs> yeah. Well, so is Fred. Nice he's, he's saying he's saying he's talking to Much a girl too. Conversation. <laughs> well, I'm saying in one case <laughs> he's talking like, to a girl like hey, she's a human being. <laughs> going in this shitty town? <laughs> yeah. yeah hey, exactly. This feels, feels shitty versus <laughs> your reproductive <laughs> organs. <laughs> <laughs> But I, it's a much. Hey, you still working at the fucking A and P? You know, it's much different than you are undesirable. You are a very trashy. <laughs> but hey, can we just before before we uh, before me and Ethan give our votes? Can we just check out the bridge like crescendo on this song? Because I think it's one of the better yeah. ones on the Limp Biscuit record. Sure. <laughs> But the <laughs> lyrics, I mean, yeah, it, it, it yeah, it goes you hard. You needed me. You're not allowed to leave ever. <laughs> I know. I know. That's that's true. It's bad. You, you take it's, the good with the, the bad, the, though. Right. I mean, the musical, the musical progression and the buildup. It's it's excellent. It's excellent. But that crescendo, it builds to how dare you get sick of our terrible relationship and decide to draw a boundary. Uh, you said you, you, you would never leave me and now you're leaving me and you're not allowed to you know what? So get back two here. years after this, <laughs> go to your room Two years after this, a little album called Jane Doe was dropped by a band called converge that covered the exact same themes. And that's regarded as like one of the, as like the best metalcore album of all time. So you can, you can squeeze a lot of juice out of that lemon. And uh, I think they did it on this one. I got to give my point to Limp Biscuit. Stuck with my dick in my hand. Uh, no one's questioning how much juice this man has squeezed. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like his sperm would be acidic. Um, <laughs> have little baseball caps on. <laughs> <laughs> That's the condom he uses. Shark Tank. Um, <laughs> Mark Cuban's going to you know, be all over that one. 
I think actually that'll be a Robert I'm Hertzbeck deal or a Barbara. Barbara for sure wants the the limp biscuit condom all day. Uh, Ethan, you're gonna be the tiebreaker uh, on this one. Yeah, yeah. History of Boring Town. I think yeah! I gotta go with it. You know, I mean, I think I, it's just, I, I think by now it's weird because this is a track where you're both seeing both of these bands' tricks and like shiny scon stuff like that. But like, I think I was just oh, this is another like opening guitar. But the the orchestra stuff was nice. But I don't yeah, know. I was this... still like was less less annoyed. You know, I don't know. All right. No, that's it wasn't like an easy win. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's fine. It's reasonable. (laughs) That's that's a Thunderdome for you. That's that's really what we're doing here. Um, All right. What's what's the count now? Where are we at? Uh, Four to three. Limp Biscuit to less than Jake. So less than Jake's catching up. Pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. Up. Okay. Uh, let's move on. This is Great American Sharpshooter, followed by 1999. It's spelled weirdly, but you can't tell when I just say it like that. It doesn't You got the matter. title from Prince. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he yeah. literally did. This is how Prince. He literally did. <laughs> this is how he fills out checks. When Prince saw the way that Fred Durst <laughs> spelled 1999, he was like, damn. I should, that should have been. <laughs> Never thought about that. <laughs> He got so they, right. they got me this I one time. Fool. I thought I was the king of number. <laughs> right, here we go. Weird number songs. And the now we have in together now too. Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. So you think of what it could have been? What time is all you lost? Like you spurred it through your head. Now you fall asleep, stand up and lie and wake in bed. Watch the clock drag out and think of what you should have said. Oh, it's for the better. You better have God. It's okay. Is I mean, it ever they did. What they, did? they did go a like multi platinum like pretty quick, so I guess they have a few things to be proud of. This is their this in is the their song, to the fans. Like, yeah. This okay. is this is this, this is, is the, the, the okay. this is yeah, for this the fans. About the this feeling is the... of uh, the 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 shared vibe they get with the audience, and you know, uh, I don't know. I yeah. feel like it's a very Beastie Boysy yeah. kind of song. <laughs> when you see some guy assaulting, <laughs> what's <laughs> the Ninety nine. You point to him like uh, like I Patrick Bateman in the mirror when <laughs> you're like, yeah, bro. Oh man, yep, yep. <laughs> Synchronized sex crimes. Um, <laughs> this is bad. It's it's cor- no. it's corny. It's, it's one it's, of the cornier ones. It's corny. It's I mean, it's yes, another brain it stuff, right? Corny. It's you can't. Say, it's it. This is also very same samey, right? Like it is. Yeah, it, it is. Because it was almost like the track before. We got to do a little open. Whoa, 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 whoa. And now it's like 
now we got to go back to the what made us famous, like a yeah. two chord friggin stomper, you know, and it is a two chord stomper. But again, it, it gets kind of diluted when it sounds exactly the same as break stuff and break stuff is a lot more of a rallying cry than like, yeah, man, we're cool. We, you know, we like to play shows and we're on top of the world on our stage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, I, it's, all I, yeah, can, I can't really say anything. I just don't. I just in the less than Jake song, the guy that does the like, they keep repeating. Whoa, oh, 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 over and over again. Uh, uh, yeah. What's the melody on that? Yeah. Is this the whoa, oh, yeah. oh, oh, this oh, one? oh, 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 it's that thing. I just didn't like it. So I'm just going to say that. I think also okay. Lester Jake did bad things in their song. <laughs> so that's my argument. Okay. It is. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, 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 of all the songs oh, without oh. horns, this is the worst one. It is a very distinctly different approach to the end of a relationship, where in this case, this is a buddy telling his friend, you know, hey, it's for the better that your better half's gone because you didn't need her anyway. And I don't want to hear you say nobody can take her place. What more can I say? You didn't need her anyway. So you're just trying to big up your friend. Your friend had a bad breakup and you're like, let's move on. This is how about a healthy friend's name? Fred Durst. Florida is a small state, Yo, folks. Her, man. This was this is a, just a transcription of a conversation yeah, yeah. they had with each other on Warped Tour '97. <laughs> it's like how fucking uh, Con- uh, who was it? Ti saved Scott Stapp's life, yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Like it's just uh, uh, why. <laughs> he messed up. He messed he up. up. Should have let that one hit yeah, the fence. He was too man. busy worrying about whether his daughter's vagina had oh, been uh, like pierced yet for him to. Uh... No, he was. Uh, he was too busy sex criming uh, yeah. people that he is bad. Well, bad both man. of those things. Anyway. He had a, cu- a lot on his mind, and so he just leapt into action to save Scott Stapp's life without a second thought. He's like, I got to save this guy's life real quick so I can go back to like conspiring to do sex crimes with my wife. Oh, and then having a TV show. About, yeah, about how cool our marriage is. Yep, we love it. Um, anywho. Another crime, 1999 <laughs> by Biscuit. Truly sums up the year. Uh, but I think this is the part where you realize the weakness of both of yeah. their lyrical games of each side. But at the same time, this is like like Fred trying to be like, yo, I'm looking at the big picture, (laughs) (laughs) like what we offer the world. And he's really not that good at it versus lesson. (laughs) Hey, everybody's different. And, you know, when they do a like we're thinking about stuff song, it's like they he took a few drafts, you know, (laughs) but uh, so, yeah, I mean, both of them, it's not like, you know, it's a like. The Lesson Jake song is like one and a minute, half minute, like bump, bump, bump. It's not going to be like that song changed my life, right. bro. It like got me to keep going after Cindy left. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, right? give, yeah. It's pretty dashed off. You could talk about a, Cindy's a trash pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That pile of garbage. Yeah, the B-side. <laughs> old, old trench butt Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I ever go out with a lady named Trench Butt anyways? One of these days, Less Than Jake is going to release their uh, their like secret trash pussy song uh, B-side compilation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're homophobic. Yeah, all the, all the problematic pussy. songs they've been <laughs> keeping to themselves. They've been... <laughs> they're going to... 
<laughs> their own the little uh, cheeses of Nazareth is going to drop any day now. <laughs> oh, my it's, God. It's going to have, like, a Confederate flag on the front. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. A checkered right, Confederate flag. We're Gainesville boys. <laughs> it's just... You know Black what? Actually, everybody sucks. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give Fred a little bit of credit lyrically because I do like um, you want to be down with the G-Shock, fuck the glam rock, ass out like Ken Shamrock. MCs detest me, want to chest to chest me, you like but that. I ain't all about that. Yeah, I like that a lot. You liked yeah, that yeah. part? I liked a different Wh- part. Which but, part did you um, like? I thought that this was kind of a unifying theme of new metal, and you could probably apply it to ska, where's uh, the lyric, um, so let's make something out of it. This way we can all relate. Worldwide, we collide. This is how we communicate. They literally collide to, to communicate. That's that's the the level of emotional depth that, like, that Durst and, and Limp Bizkit is cultivating, and it's true. That's how you you smash into one another. You break stuff, and um, that's a conversation. I mean, really, look, it's a, a beautiful I, I dance. I feel that though. <laughs> I understand what that's. But like. I would say you would get that in a ska show too, um, but you just wouldn't necessarily um, have your shirt ripped off and then be like violently thrusted into. Hey, some guy I pulled on my suspenders once. <laughs> yeah, <it> snapped <laughs> your braces. Jeez! Like, oh, I'm trying to watch Mustard Plug. <laughs> trying to see Scaba the Hut play at this VFW hall. <laughs> oh my God! That That's was a, a side question. Oh man, my favorite uh, legendary New Hampshire Durham. Uh, oh, probably the best which one? Ska band, Ska Rotom. Oh, Have you ever heard of Ska Rotom? All right, this has been Make It Stop. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to take off now. <laughs> We're done. Probably for for how good the album is versus their name. It was very disappointing. It was actually oh, very man. good. You know? I'm sure, Ethan. Like a legendary I'm band. Really? Shout out to them. I, I'm sure we were at the same shows. I'm sure we went to some of the same really fucking shows. Yeah. That. Yeah. The I, Shoba I mean, Valley Ska Fest. I got on stage at Spring Hill Jack. Did you go to backstage? Did, did you the go satellites to satellites were next to a make your own uh, waffle bar? <laughs> It was just like 60-year-old Jamaican guys sitting next to a make-your-own-waffle bar. Iconic moment of my life. <laughs> I've definitely, went on this, yeah. I've definitely seen them. Did you go to um, Awesome Fest, which was a ska festival behind a barn in New Hampshire? <laughs> or no, maybe it was Vermont. I, do not, I don't think I went to that. That's I like fine. going to the one where you're like, oh, did. oh, man. <laughs> I really missed out, didn't I? Yeah, you really did. You really <laughs> did. Especially when halfway through you realize it's like a Christian ska show. You're like, oh, crap. I got to get the hell out of here. Nothing lower than that. Um, yeah. Dad, wrap that book up. We got to yeah, leave. I'd say yeah. there's no risk of that with new metal, but there was POD. You guys ever oh, hear yeah. that? Oh, God. And like skillet. Anti-abortion POD song from like before they got signed. It's crazy. <laughs> and I will not. I will not do that. Um, should we move on? Should we move on? Are we oh, voting? Oh, yeah. I'm voting. I'm voting oh, yeah. for um, Less Than Jake. Ethan, you go. You go I first. Do I do it for Less Than Jake. Yep. I, it I doesn't matter who I'm going to vote for, so I'm not even going to say. I, I no, vote for Lip Biscuit. I vote for Lip Biscuit. Ass out like Ken Shamrock. Vote for Lip Biscuit. Yeah, get on the record. Let your opinion be known. Tie game, folks. Tie game. Five rounds left. Oh. 
Oh my God. <laughs> we need to finish this. All right, go, 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 go. All right, Danny says it's not a good song. In Together Now, it's a classic. Here we go. Danny says that he got caught up in all the talk of how it used to be. And he says, I never used to mind that same way in line. It's just you and me. Danny says that he's so boring now since he figured out that back in the day it really says how I remember this. And don't give a shit about what you have to say. He's only 19. Burnt out on the scene. Yeah, he's only 19. And Danny says that cold. Lava stamps and brands me like a barcode. I'm dashing all the media strikes I keep the media dikes As reinforcement for the fight And that alone I'll keep Giancotti on the phone I'm tangled in the zone I got the bees on the track Where the fuck you at? Let me hear your run your mouth now Shut the fuck up I'm plugging in them social skills To keep my total bills over a million The last time I checked it Thank God I'm blessed with the mind that'll wreck it Wait until the second round and knock him out They call me Big John Stubbs all right, all right, all right. This one, this one's not hard. I mean, I mean, this it's is gonna be a though. short one, guys. Yeah, this is. Spirit. I mean, end together now is end together not even now. close. Uh, and DJ Premier beat Method Man fucking collaboration. Yeah, Fred Durst almost, almost even spitting is... heat on this one has some good lines. I know, it, it, dude. How could you osmosis. not screw this up? I mean, how could like how could you screw this up when you right. have everyone else? It makes you realize, like, man, if you had other people doing a lot more stuff, you might I almost wonder, or it just makes you realize how good DJ. Premier yeah, that is, harp you know? sample. Come on. Uh, I oh, almost wonder so if Method Man Ghost wrote. I mean, it's Wu Tang. Uh, Ghost wrote Fred's yeah. verses because, like. Yeah, it honestly, it is. It's like all of a sudden, just osmosis made Fred Durst learn how to rap or whatever. Yeah, no, I'm sure Meth was like, listen, dude, like, you know, here, take a seat and I'll I'll handle this. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Danny but says, it almost you got makes shot it by a don't suck today, Ray, <laughs> or something. Danny says is a song <laughs> about when less than Jake life. fans uh, turn 19 and realize their music sucks and is boring and they move on to something better. That's... <laughs> <laughs> It's about being jaded and, she, and like, you know, it's it, it, like a being a too cool for school, like 19 year old. I think if you were going to give it, give it a charitable reading, it is like a representation of all of the of all of the fans that stuck their noses up at less than Jake for abandoning their punk and like DIY roots and going, you know, and selling out for cat to capital records. And, you know, that's, that's also on losing streak. Johnny quest things were sellouts, which is a great song. Um, I think they do it much better on that one. I do think that's kind of what they're going for on this one, but it's, it's not, it's not, you know, it's not great. I do kind of, I like the horn line, but it's not, it's not one I'm going to go to bat for and, and, and together now I, I could be harsh and I could say that, you know, it's, it's barely a Limp Bizkit song. It's much more of a Wu-Tang song featuring, you know, or a Method Man song featuring Fred Durst, but it is a, a better song. So, so we're all voting Limp Bizkit on this one. Yeah. All right. Le yeah. Limp Bizkit regains yeah. the lead, but it's a, it's a, it's a shootout here. Yeah. You gotta, you got sure a is. murderer's row coming up for late <laughs> Limp Bizkit tracks. Yeah. Like they do oh, not, yeah. They, they're not good at sticking the landing. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you a preview, but uh, yeah, it is going to be and another thing that it is going to be oh. a little rough here. I think Limp Bizkit has maybe become gassed, uh, doesn't have much fight left in him. Uh, I am certainly in their corner, uh, pumping them up as best I can. 
But they're on the ropes uh, starting, starting just grower, about now. They're a grower, not a shower. They're going to be on the ropes. It's going to be... It's going to yeah. be... Um, <laughs> difficult for the yes! next few songs, I think. Oh, it's the best. Yeah, and I, I, this is a fucking excellent song. This is my favorite song in the album. Um, on either album, I think, uh, wow. I, I would say, yeah, I would say so. Um, big crash by lesson Jake followed by trust question mark violent. <laughs> trust. <Biscuit>. What is that? <laughs> what is trust? This is my favorite part. You think you're all that and then some? Well, you're not. I think you're dumb, Diddy dumb. I take it back. Oh, shit. Did he just say that? World star. World star. Rewind, rewind. Your head was getting cracked, but you're a human being. It's lucky to be breathing. Literally running out of steam. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, when yeah, I cut this up, that. I'll keep a little bit of the New York hardcore part in that you had in the beginning, and then I'll also definitely keep the dumb diddy dumb part. I think you're dumb diddy dumb. I wrote in my notes Joe C section. <laughs> it almost sounded like Joe Z. I, I would have loved if they had Joe C as a feature. <laughs> Wait, is that how Joe C was delivered <laughs> by Joe C section? <laughs> He's like. You wanna mess with me? Like that part or something? It sounded like a little guy <laughs> voice, you know, like little Jeff's It voice. did. And also, so Heather, that was a killer thing. fucking pun there. Uh that I think Ethan thank may you, have missed. Thank you. I think Ethan did miss it, but I thought it was funny. No, I, I totally missed it. Which one was, oh, you I was said, oh, the, that, that sounded that like the Joe, Joe C section and Heather said, uh Is that how Joe C was delivered? Oh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> he has this little white hat on. <laughs> he has like a pimp cane. A baby with a pimp cane. Now that's a boss baby. <laughs> oh, man. I got a little bitty question. He improv that, right? That's all. That's total studio improv. Absolutely. Oh, There's no way he wrote that down on a piece of paper. <laughs> I mean, well, he wrote also, down, I'm like a chainsaw, I'll skin your that ass might, raw. Some of that you might know? have been improv, too, I feel like. Yeah, maybe. I feel like he's, he's, he likes to play in the Dude, space. Half of this album is fake, like, improv, where he's like, oh, my God, are you guys recording? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of songs have these little interludes like, where they're doing no fake studio it. banter. Yeah, that's interesting. It's so <laughs> that's a choice. <laughs> and that's the other thing, too, is it when it ruins 
you should have those as the little skits, the little snippets, yeah. because it ruins the end yeah. of the song. Like mm-hmm. in Together Now, that could be perfect. And then it has like another 40 seconds of like, yeah. yo, what? Yo, you heard we're good? Like, it's just him like trying to be sexy for 40 seconds. Yeah, there's that weird one where like he like breaks a couple of glasses. He's like, oh, you gotta like break expensive glasses. And then everyone in the band like laughs maniacally one after the other. It's just like, ha! And then another guy comes in like, <laughs> it's like crazy. There's some bad interludes. Big juggalo energy. Big juggalo yes. energy. Yeah, for sure. And and Big Crash is such a good yeah. song. It's such a good song. It's it the it, and it's got three distinct parts and they all fit together well. Yes, they they follow you know somewhat of the formula, but it is an effective formula. That's what all pop yeah. punk is is that formula and it's endured and it continues to this day. I mean, you could see fucking Willow Smith and like Olivia Rodrigo doing pop punk songs, mm-hmm. by the way, I'm hip with the kids. You know who those people are. Yeah. <laughs> Olivia Rod- Rodrigo um, sick. I, I, um, I checked out the singles. I yeah. I mean, the, um... the new, the new, I mean, that single sounds like Paramore. I mean, Willow Smith is, has Travis Barker doing the fucking drums, like pop punk indoors for a reason. And um, and it's songs like Big Crash and the song is, you know, it's all about being it's kind of their message to you, Rudy, like thematically, where it's like people have all these expectations for you. You know, they're telling you that you can't be yourself, that you have to fit into somebody else's plans, you know, but but fuck that, that, you know, uh, right. I you can't yeah. argue with that. It's a great song. And the other one um, is right. not <laughs> it's funny. It's yeah. very funny. It's yeah, I think Big funny. Crash is my second favorite um, after the Tony Hawk song. Uh, it is, uh, it's got great like feel changes and like tempo changes. I love when they go from the you know the punk, the fast two step punk beat to the you know ska part into swelling into, like, chorus a, into like yeah. a halftime bum, bum, like emo bum. type you know anthemic bum, bum. thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this one hits hard, and uh, I think it could have beaten some good Limp Biscuit songs, even possibly. But it definitely beat this horrible Limp Biscuit song for me. I'm giving my yeah. point to this and Jake. <laughs> boom, boom, baby, boom! All right. Oh yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, that's that's that's. I told you I was winner. gonna be fair. That's I, you know, I'm, I'm in their corner. They're on I've the been ropes. fair too. I, I'm I'm telling I'm I'm trying to help them win, but then they 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 stepped in for you know round seven round nine or whatever this is and then they they just laid an egg in the ring with this fucking track this is and they, went they just dumb, they just let them they just went dumb diddy yeah. dumb <laughs> they, they, fred has been beaten dumb dumb, diddy diddy dumb. dumb he's getting a little punchy a little punchy <laughs> and uh oh, all right let's move on here to theme song for h street followed by we're almost <laughs> oh we're getting to the end but this one's a spicy one uh, by Limp Biscuit. Talk about an incel anthem. This one is called No <laughs> Sex. Here we go.
Woof. <laughs> so there's Woof. a little stain for you. Aaron Lewis yeah. literally doing backup oh. vocals on that song. I think there was a stain on that guy's pants. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bada bing, bada boom. My man. My ass and your perfume. My ass and your perfume that make temptation (laughs) hard to refuse. Is fucking, is he packing a fucking big old dump truck? Is my dude fucking, does he just have an irresistible ass? He's always covering it up in those khaki Your friend, how much can you squat? (laughs) How much can you squat, brother? Uh, I mean, he's always wearing I mean, he's got billowy a little fucking truck. deep, deep cacks, you know, it's, it's <laughs> like he's swimming in khakis. Uh, you never know. I, I haven't been able to see well, the, the accentuation. Yeah, I mean, but, or is that just the smell of the room is his ass and her perfume? It, it, both. Yeah, both. she loves the smell of his ass. Both. That's the only reason she's still in this relationship <laughs> with him. Right. right, like Ebony and Ivory, you know, it's <laughs> the opposites. It, it brings them together somehow. Oh man, I just—he's he, my little bit of gruff, as they say in England. He's my little bit of rough. <laughs> um, it's definitely ass rock. Yeah, sure. especially when yeah. like Aaron Lewis like takes Literally. the lead in the bridge, and he says, "Yeah, how can you respect yourself? You couldn't respect yourself." Mm. And but I didn't respect myself, and I couldn't infect myself. Uh, Ooh. Ooh. I don't oh, like man. that. Limp Biscuit, what are you it. doing? They Limp the Biscuit came out so songs. strong in the first half. I know. Uh, <laughs> like that chorus is bad, it's dude. That so it's bad. bad. It's really the rough. Yeah, that's like sub, but that's like a sub hinder level chorus. <laughs> It I really didn't is. have my pants on and you banged me. <laughs> <laughs> that part later in the, the song. Too, just like everything else in his life. Where he's like, we undressed to have sex. Dirty sex. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I have sex. I have sex. Don't you know? You're my dick's big. Fred. It's just I'm my tr- hands are really, really I'm large. Trying. My hands are unseasonably large. And therefore, if I was an Uber driver, that's the only <laughs> album I'd play. Just songs about sex and how sexy I am. I'm like DJ Horny Mix. <laughs> Horny mix. Sexy sex. Oh, do you want I me to take ninety? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh. it's gonna. I gotta. You know, I'm trying. I'm pulling for Limp Biscuit in this game. I want them to beat less than Jake. And less than Jake is about to take take the lead off of this fucking song that just sounds they like. Sure are. Well, if, how do you justify no sex? As a judge, you have to show me. How would you justify <laughs> I, this? Show me what you got. Thank you, ref. Thank you, ref. I can't. I just, I just, I'm saying, I'm, I'm gonna give my point to less. <laughs> you can't to, defend to no this. sex. I can't defend. Uh, I'm gonna give my point to less than Jake, even though this less than Jake song is like just, it, it's fine. It sounds like literally every other song on the album there's like at this point it's just mm-hmm. like yeah i get the formula uh and limp biscuit yep. who was crushing it in the start is just blowing it now with just they're posting cringe yeah it's uh th- i i think it's a pretty good lesson jake song but it is the less than jake song i it's mean the it's song. the same one and it is yes. it's country yes. it, it is country music level of cliche because they're singing to the song on the radio <laughs> and they're <laughs> betting smokes that our end is just as close Things are so the same, and all I really care 
all I can, all I really can bring myself to say is that I know. That's all, right, all you well, can bring yourself good. to say. Uh, cool. Good. That's all. But I would like to take this band on like a trip to Peru or something, <laughs> just so they have like a whole different thing they could talk about for at least one album. I Remember mean... the alpaca. <laughs> 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 Roger Lima was Same born in alpaca. Brazil. He's a Brazilian <laughs> yeah, immigrant. Exactly. I guess he's never been anywhere that but Gainesville, even because after he hated his hometown in Brazil. The, the world. I guess when you're making the hating your hometown dollars, you just gotta you gotta milk that hating your hometown cow. <laughs> As opposed to milking the hating the woman cow. Go ahead, Ethan. We know. I mean, we've known for centuries how much that pays. So. <laughs> 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 that's most of yeah. rock and roll though it's the hating the woman thing it's yeah. kind of a tried and true yeah. I have a feeling with these guys superstardom. You know, even if you shot less than Jake into space they'd be like I like the other asteroid <laughs> <laughs> same old asteroid man <laughs> history of a boring universe <laughs> <laughs> Looking stupid stars that my dad looked at. <laughs> all right. I know. So we're it's all really giving not, a point to it's, that it's, band, right? We are. We yes, are. Yes. We are giving the point to that band. Yeah. Um, okay. Taking a lead. A fourth getting... quarter comeback for less than Jake here. Six oh. to five. Whoa. As we head into Scott Farkas. Are the Limp Biscuit is is Limp Biscuit the fucking Celtics right now? We are <laughs> are they falling apart in the fourth? In the yeah, this could, or this could be a, so this... a Lakers Suns situation here, you know. <laughs> sports, everybody, sports. This, this is, is sports. sports. Um, okay, in the Thunderdome. Uh, Thunderdome. Scott Farkas takes it on the chin, followed by "Show Me What You Got" oh, by Limp oh. Biscuit. Here we go. Yeah. Guys, I love I love show me what you got. I'm telling you right now. I love it. It's a, oh, it's, I think it's great. Why does he need a Kleenex when he's leaving? Because it rhymes with Phoenix. So does Molester and Worcester. And Lewiston, Maine. That was that he's a local guy. Shout out to Lewis. Some of the worst shout outs of any shout out song I've ever heard. I know. I've heard so many. So shout out to my friend Chris that got shot yesterday. You know, even those albums, this is way worse. Uh, it's even it even gets worse, dude. No, it it's gets like... better. It gets better. It's it's no. so it's so silly. I think it's great. 
All this is uh, he spit on a boy <laughs> named Tina in Pasadena. Yeah. That that's a bit of a could be read as transphobic. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Uh, I can't help but believe in these friends, these bands, these stories and the place that I've been. I thank God, mom and dad, Adriana, for the love I feel inside. Jordan, Crap. my fat ass band. Without him, I'd be nothing but a pumpkin shoved inside yes. a can. Yes. It's wow. That's beautiful. that's got so wow, much more character to me. What a so simile, much more character <laughs> and humility. Oh, shut than up. Less than Jake. Oh, man. The Slim Shady, the, the crazy Is that what cracker stained a brand new drug for your brain. <laughs> yes. Come on. You're less. How is this play pool for acting like a, this is liner notes? A, but a yeah, song. they do one of these on this every the album. Liner you know. notes. This is literally he was like, fuck, we need another song for the album. I already wrote something. Oh, it's the liner notes. I'll just wrap. So that. I will say the song, the music. The, oh, when they go now. and I, it was a song <laughs> that they played on the the Family Values tour '98. It was on the soundtrack, the album that was released from that tour. Uh, it was Come called it was no called Cambodia. It had different lyrics that weren't uh, so silly. It's interesting to me that they mm. they changed they they did this instead with that song because I like the song's pretty good. The music's pretty good in it, mm. and I also like the who's hot, who's not. Oh, oh. That's that that's good shit. That's 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 the Coming kind of dirt with that I no can, corrections that I can roll with. That save in all perfections for what I do with my erections. <laughs> wow. The <a> dream on. <laughs> that's my boy, Dursty Durst right there. That's my boy. Come on. This is the least defensible one on the album. Scott Farkas isn't good, but Jesus Christ. You can't I defend just this. did so like, bad. wholeheartedly. It wasn't convincing, my dear. Oh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm so Look, sorry, he's just naming a bunch of places. <laughs> <laughs> Little John, sure the East Side Boys do that all the time. And that's like, right. that's good shit, too. This is this was one of those Johnny Cash moments where he was like, son, if you're going to die in the next five minutes and you could tell me one song, he's like, I need a Kleenex when I left Phoenix. Houston, Maine. <laughs> Insane on my brain. Insane in the Winston, Maine. <laughs> At least they go to other towns and presumably like them. That's 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 yeah. something that you know they get credit for, right? I They're will not... give him that. In terms of <laughs> positive travel experiences, I think Fred Durst is a much more positive traveler I mean, than less he, than Jake. He was pretty. He sounded pretty excited about meeting the child molester. In <laughs> he did say it very nonchalantly. Oh, cool. hmm, I met this guy. He did. It was totally <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you think you could tell someone <laughs> yeah. about that, Fred? <laughs> <laughs> well, he just told. Told everyone, he's like, I'm just giving the information, do with it what you will. (laughs) (laughs) And everyone's like, so that's what you did that afternoon on tour. Okay. (laughs) You went back to the hotel and had a steak, but I guess you had, you met some guy. I didn't particularly like the guy. I just met him. That's the the only notable thing about the time I was in Worcester. (laughs) (laughs) 
I get silly uh, when I play in Philly. Uh, I love it. Oh, <laughs> I love man. it. I got my point to Limp Biscuit, and I, can't. Uh, I think you should. You should also <laughs> give your point to Limp Biscuit. <laughs> That was really cute. It was a valiant effort. There's no universe in which I could give no, any I'm, points I'm not to this. Being, I'm, not, I'm not just trying to like swing the game. I'm not being ironic or anything. I like this song. I don't think you should keep saying that. Like <laughs> Why? That. Why? I don't think you should. It's good. It's Let's charming. move on. Ethan. Ethan. Yes. Oh, no doubt. Ethan. Scar Farkas, man. Holy crap. <laughs> like, just compare. <laughs> Scott Farkas. Oh, man. Scott it doesn't even matter. Less than Jake could you know have done I mean? anything. All they had this to do is... was pronounce Worcester right, and they would have won. <laughs> it, 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 I, this track reminds me of kind of like an outcome the Wolves where they're just doing the same song over and over again. You're like, oh, this is slightly different than the same thing. And that's you know a great I mean? album, and people love it. And people love it. Oh, yeah, it. but it's like a theme. Everything is like this one theme of it. Now it's like, oh, that's slightly different than the other three songs on the exact same issue right <laughs> yes. before this. Well, oh, yes. Yeah, it's so one it's note, but win. it's a little bit more. It's not a more... big win over Phil, Silly and Philly, but it's not a big win. But it's a little win. Well, it's a, it is a big win because it is going to clinch the game for less than Jake. Uh, seven to five. With only one round left, oh. Limp Biscuit cannot uh, advance. Oh. Could, you know, cannot possibly win. Do we listen to Al's War as a victory lap for our champions? I, uh, I fought for it. I feel like we must. Uh, we fucking must, dude. Right. We must. Look at the defeat in Mike's this eyes. Sucks. This is me skanking that on. Song I'm funny. skanking on his grave right now. I am skanking. There on was his like grave. one round where I could have. <laughs> if I just changed my fucking vote, I could have. Listen, I gave you break stuff over metalheads, and so you can't even say that I wasn't fair. Okay. Okay? All right. Here we go. This is Al's War, um, which a lot of people uh, think is one of the one of the best Lesson Jake songs. I fought for it because I saw people write stuff about it. I don't know if I needed to, but here we go. It's Al's War, followed by a lesson learned. Does Fred Durst learn a lesson? We'll find out. Question mark. Trust? <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> Here no, we go. Don't, please don't trust him, ma'am. You've just been in line, in line. He's passing in by so fast. It's the times I think of the only one who feels like going nowhere. It's like giving up. Sometimes I think of the only one who feels like going. Crescendo, no. there's got no, no, nope. no, that's right. No, there isn't. Oh, sorry. I'm... <laughs> well, just a little trip hop unwinding at the end yeah, of the Olympus. Chill Road. out tent for you. Uh, look, yeah, <laughs> sometimes an album is better than, than the literal <laughs> sum of its parts. You know what I mean? The highs are higher on the Lip Biscuit album, the highs are higher. 
But what about the sustained? This town sucks. This town sucks. sucks. Apparently, yeah, that's enough to pound your opponent into submission with like, the repetition let's take of lyrical punches about how your town sucks is enough to just knock out a band it, that decides to do yeah. the silliest To punch fucking... you right in your face. Yes. Oh, the second half is significant <laughs> other. Oh, man. Oh, I was... Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of bloat, a lot of bloat on that uh, fighter. Yeah, this this isn't this matchup isn't going to help. I mean, even if it was if it was if there was a chance, it wouldn't have it wouldn't have come through on this one. I mean, this matchup, Al's War is a great song and uh, it's it's a, a very solid song. It's about like his alcoholic friend who, you know, the line, you know, Al said goodbye to his mom and dad for the first time in his life. That's that's a. That's a pretty cool fucking line. I don't know. I love it. I I, lo- I like the I like the lyrics. I like the story. I love the chorus. That vulnerability. It doesn't matter because the other song is just like I don't even know what the fuck is happening. It's it needs chill, to but what end if quicker. Fred was in yeah. Portishead. What if he was in <laughs> it Portishead? Is. It's a. Uh, you don't want to slow hat. him down. You don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. It's poor decision making. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like. I thought it was no? a nice Do move I get to one end for that? it with a little chill. Uh, I didn't get one for look, that. these guys. They're bending genres. Uh, they're artists. You know, they're they're trying different things. They're executing. But the thing is, when we they bend the genre, they're like, you can't return this. Like <laughs> you've bent it too much. <laughs> They broke you broke stuff. You buy it. (laughs) That was the follow up song (laughs) by the retail business owners of America. (laughs) Who's paying for all this stuff you broke? (laughs) Yeah, man. You know, I hear what you're saying, Mike Dunn. I I really honestly I I thought going into to this matchup, especially at the beginning, I was like, fuck, man, there's no way I can win this. But it's it's unfortunate that that, you know, Limp Biscuit, they take big swings and make big misses. And then occasionally they connect and they punch you straight in the face and you love it. And it's great. And it's and exactly what you want. There is there's a level of, as you said, the highs being extremely high um, and and um, and again, that like swelling catharsis of like the build up, the breakdown, the weird shit like all coming together and they hit it really well um, on a few songs that are clearly superior. And you could definitely say are more interesting than the lesson Jake album, but the lesson Jake album, solid fucking catchy pop punk all the way through um, might not be as interesting, but they're not taking as many big swings and they're so they don't miss. They don't miss. They're just fucking hitting it straight on the head can get annoying. It can, it can become repetitive, but it is, it is functioning um a, as an album on a on a level that is is better than than significant other as a whole and i win <laughs> <laughs> god damn it it's the summer of sky i guess summer of sky, oh, baby. god we're oh going out on t- going on the season with ska winning <laughs> i had to i had to bring it back i told you i read a book <laughs> but we seriously it, it was close and and both genres deserve a, a fair shake, re, yeah. a revisit, yeah. a reconsideration. You know, there were some songs um, I liked on the Lesson Jake album. 
Right. It, if if they were playing on a cruise line, you yeah maybe I'd convince I'm you to come to it. I definitely go to a Limp Biscuit show. <laughs> okay, but like a fake one in Boston Harbor, like they did one that was like no, just you know in Worcester. <laughs> that's just like going in a circle. All right, guys, you guys going to Bad Fish this summer? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, Jack me the fuck in. We are going to see Sublime with at Bad Fish. <laughs> we are going to see Sublime with my Michelle necklace. <laughs> no, I I won't. But we have the opportunity to at Riot Fest. We, we should bring back the um, Shell. No, we yeah, shove all the teenagers out of the way to see Sublime in Rome. <laughs> oh, there's no teenagers at Riot Fest. <laughs> yeah, we're the it's youngest people, people at Riot Fest. Um, <laughs> yeah, which is it's, we're old. Um, we need to thank our incredible fucking guest, our ref, uh, an extremely funny person and like a genuinely earnest participant in this insanity. Ethan Marsh, thank you so fucking much for being on the show with us. And please plug all of the things that we can see you at and hear you at and, and support you at. Oh, yeah. Uh, check out Barn Hamlin on Facebook uh, and uh, twitch.tv slash Barn Hamlin. I'm doing uh, new or uh, this character. Barn Hamlin is doing really great interviews. Some of my favorite creative people in Boston uh, just about how to be a creative person. And uh, it's really fun. Very silly. Uh, and uh, I love it. Uh, I love like, the breathing this. Yeah, it sounds like the spirit of Ska has kept itself it, it close to your heart in your in your comedy considerations. Right. You're just in it for the love of the game, for the joy of creating. You're supporting your friends. Definitely. You're picking them up, so to speak. I'm picking wearing... it up every day. And it's just it's all about that checkerboard unity between your your dreams and your your <laughs> life, you know, keeping them close <laughs> together, you know. You are wearing uh, a, a shirt with um, sailboats on it, so we should have known how this was going to go. <laughs> exactly. You know, I kind of showed my hand because and that's the other thing. I didn't want to wear a referee shirt because that's also too close to checkerboard. <laughs> so, you know, I thought of all this stuff. Should, should I wear a Knicks cap backwards, like a blue Knicks cap? Maybe that would show. But I, I think I'm glad because I was, as I was telling you, now I just look like one of the guys in real big fish. So yeah. I, I let it out of the let it out of the bag. Let it out of the <laughs> sassy ska bag. Oh, no, this has been yeah, wonderful. Thanks for coming. Thank you guys. So you were the absolute best. And and uh, yeah, this is the fucking final uh, episode of the season for you, plebs. <laughs> if you do pay us five bucks a month, we will have some extra content. Um, going this summer, we'll have an extra bonus episode every month, but, uh, otherwise you got to wait until September motherfuckers, um, for another seven and a half hour episode about our feelings <laughs> <laughs> couched in some sort of pretend music journalist lingo. <laughs> um, that's what you get yep. on this show, motherfuckers. And we haven't grown no. or learned anything. Um, but we're having fun. Thank you, Stoppies, uh, for supporting us through another very wild season. Uh, we will be back in September with regular episodes, and you can uh, subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash make it stop if uh, you want more of this. <laughs> uh, we'll probably post the uncut episode up there because why not? Sure. <laughs> yeah. You love it. You love it, Stoppies. Um, until next season. Bye. Bye. The Make It Stop podcast is produced and recorded by Heather McCormick and edited by Heather McCormick and Mike Dunn. We are part of the Boston Free Radio Podcast Network and affiliated with the Somerville.
listening. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.